Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Our country vowed to never forget 21 years ago, but those words require action. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has over 80 runs, walks, and climbs across America every year, plus dozens of more golf outings and barbecues you can be part of. There are so many ways that you can take action. Register for an event in your area or volunteer to start one. Do good and never forget by donating $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. I've been down and out, talked about, even counted out, I never gave up. I'm just a dating nigga, trying to make it out of Clayton County yeah. I'm just an Ohio nigga, trying to make it out of Clayton County Yeah, yeah, same yeah, I was doing since I was young It's your name, FC! What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of Insert Name FC And with me, as always, actually finally in person because Edward's home is now officially COVID-free. Well, yeah. I already said his name, Edward Robleson. What's up, guys? Good to be back on the normal mic. Yeah, now we get to irritate Spencer with, with the fact that we're doing our audio now in a bedroom instead of a Zoom call. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure this is just a lot easier on him. So It probably is. Totally. Um, probably a lot more. But yeah, man. So congratulations on, on now being COVID-free. Uh, yeah. Not only that, but now your father, which... Yeah, he's also negative, so that's always the good news. My mom got tested; she's negative as well. Um, I find that so crazy how you and your dad got t- tested tested positive for COVID, but your mom just she. I, I don't even know. I, maybe she's okay. Remember how this earlier, just goes to show you nobody knows what the fuck exactly COVID is. And she's and she's mind you, people. She's diabetic, so diabetic also. Heart still, problems, still recovering from a, from a heart operation, correct? All kinds, all kinds of stuff, bro. So for that, to if happen, there was anybody to not get COVID, it's your mom. Yeah, and so I'm like, damn, like props to my mom for that one. <laughs> no, yeah, that is so well, uh, but yeah, man. So finally back together, the whole gang's together again. You got Robo sleeping. Probably hear him snoring at some point. So it's, it's the same. It's business back as usual. Yeah, it's, pretty much. It's all, the same. Only, only it's all good. The only thing different now is that, well, you know, clearly I I work. I now have a job now. So yeah, yeah, bum. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Which is funny now because I actually can relate now to Edward oh. because just like Edward, I work in the auto industry now. Two days in, and this dude already is talking like me, and I was like, "Yeah, welcome to my world." So the thing that I learned from at least working in an auto parts store, which I mean, it's kind of similar to what you do, which you work in the parts department yep. at a dealership, mm-hmm. is you deal with a lot of like a, there's some really cool people, 
Like there's some people that are completely understanding. Like let's just let's just be real. There's not gonna not everybody that works at O'Reilly or at a parts department at a car dealership knows anything about cars. I mean, I'm sure that's a plus as far as like job applications wise, but it's probably not necessary. I mean, <clears throat> would you say that? Mm, yeah, it's just okay. So it's preferred but not required. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you. It's of course it's preferred. You know, you want people who know what they're saying and talking about and all this stuff. Basically, because it's a. But when you went in, it wasn't <laughs> like you were a car expert. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew the basics, but that was it. But what I think, I think I was more into uh, imports and uh, you know, fast and furious kind of shit. So I'm like, ooh, look at the wheels. Ooh, look at the the stance on that car. Look at the body kit. Look at all this. I was very simplistic. And now, you're, now, you're, now you're hearing freaking engine mouths. You're talking about yeah. mm-hmm. tie rod ends. Yeah, tie rod ends, inner and outer. Um, the, the, rack and pinions, the, the steering shafts, a spindle or a knuckle or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I'm sure right now a bunch of listeners are like, what the fuck are they talking about? What is about? this going on? Where's the soccer and, at? And honestly, man, not only, the, not only do you throw that in there, it, like especially for me because I will tell you straight up, I'm not a car expert. I like cars, but I'm not necessarily as well. It, just like I ever said, like specific car parts, I probably would not be able to tell that what it is. Especially, it's funny when the, someone the shows flux capacitor. When someone shows me a pic, well, no. <laughs> when someone shows like when someone comes into O'Reilly and shows me a picture of an image as if I'm gonna know what the fuck it is, and it's like you know, it's like look, I need this, and it's like the zoom in of the part that he needs. So he literally just wants the whole part, or sometimes he wants. Like one clip of the part, and you're like, but the fun, the funniest thing is just the the people that come in, and and you, they look at the image. You know when they show when you show them the image of the part because you you know obviously you have a a system that like showcases all like the parts, and then so you show it to them, and they're just like, that's not it, that's not it. You're like okay, and so you keep scrolling, you keep looking, and then finally like, this is fucking it. This is the part. This is the part you were looking for. Yep. And they're like, okay, well, and you know, they still don't believe you. So like, okay, just let me see the part, like bring the part out and I'll see if it, if it is or not. And then as soon as you bring it out, oh, it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it, it, I mean, the cool thing about the job is that you do get commission. So, which at first I found, I thought it was just commission on car parts, but now I found out that like even oil, I get commission off an oil. Nice. So, so I mean, a lot of people come in for for mainly oil and and oil filters. So yep. it's the main clientele and windshield wipers. Mm-hmm. I think I've already installed like three battery, three car batteries at this point. There you go. Uh, installed a few light bulbs now, and I've done plenty of windshield wipers now. So yeah, that's how it works, bro. With the simple little things, and then you move on to the bigger things. But I mean, honestly, I feel like we're recruiting for. Uh, Auto parts right now, so we gotta kind of push it along. So yeah, let's push get it along. so let's get going with the show, man. We got a jam packed show. Well, yeah, jam packed show. I don't know why it's said like as if I was underselling this, but of course we got headlines, we got game recaps, we got players of the week. We're gonna preview some games, and this episode's gonna be a little different. I mean, obviously you probably heard the intro already, and you probably were trying wondering what what that sound was. So we're actually going to do a little bit something different from the show. We're you know obviously we're mainly all soccer and some rant and some banter here and then, but we actually are interviewing, and it's a fan of the show. Um, his name is NGU Booby, NGU Booby, or uh, Dante, or apparently Spencer thought I was going to say Donta. <laughs> but, uh, 
Um, but yeah, so we interviewed him. He was a fan of the show. So we did that. So we will be doing a little, something a little bit different where we're interviewing someone that is, well, a shout rapper. Out, shout out to Dante. Yeah. Dante. 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 Which was funny was like, I, uh, when I thought about it, when, when Spencer said Dante, I was like, isn't that dumb in Spanish? Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, so we have that interview and then of course wrap things up with three up, three down. So let's get going with this show, man. So let's talk about, but before we get to that, let me tell you guys about Fanatics, man. Fanatics has a wide variety of apparel of all sports from the NFL to NASCAR and, of course, the beautiful game soccer. So start your year right with Fanatics. Hey, man, you know what? NFL playoffs is going. NBA is going. Baseball's almost around the corner. Um, I think racing season's almost back on track. I don't know. With everything that's going on with Houston, if you guys want to switch over from the Houston Texans to Dallas Cowboys, go ahead and go to Fanatic, bro. Oh, oh, well, fuck off with that, man. I, 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 I'm just I mean, I'm just going off of whatever people said at work. Because there's already people talking about going jumping the wagon. There's nothing and, official. There's nothing official yet. It, I, and it, you know and, what? I'm gonna call it right now. This is all right. This is nothing to do with soccer, but I'm just gonna say it right now. All this shit about Deshaun Watson wanting to leave the Texans, I guarantee you it's all smoke and mirrors so he can get Eric Bieniemy as his head coach. I feel like that's the move. It's, I mean, the Texans are interviewing Eric B, uh, Eric Bieniemy now. So yeah. I mean, you know, this is the, this it is could work. It could that's work. the coach that Deshaun wants. So I think right now, and it's it's none of it has been from like an, a, a direct Texan source. It hasn't been a direct Deshaun Watson source. It's been just people saying that there's people believing that Deshaun Watson's available as a trade option. Yeah. So it's not like it it it's the media doing what media does best, and it is just creating hype. Yeah. Poking and trying to create some, I guarantee you by the end of all of this, Deshaun gets Eric Bieniemy and he's gonna stay with the Houston Texans. And and then we're we'll, we'll, um what was I gonna say? JJ Watts. Uh well JJ Watt, I mean, we're all we all expected that he was gonna leave anyway. So I mean it's not really shocking for that one. Yeah. But uh that's not that's not necessarily like, oh my god, we're gonna lose JJ Watt. Like I mean, I mean I love JJ. JJ was a great player, but I, I think it was his time to go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, either he goes back to Wisconsin with his, you know, where he comes from, or go to Chicago with his wife. Well, all I'm saying is, if we got any bandwagoners, no shame in that. I'm just saying, if y'all want to get new gear, whether it's Dallas Cowboys or whatever, go to Fanatics.com, use our link. Trust me, they got some good stuff. But yeah, so if you guys want to get to that link, make sure you guys go to our our link tree. It's available on our Twitter and Instagram at InsertNameFC. Click on that link. You're gonna see a Fanatics link. Go right there to the. You good, man? Yeah. All right. You go to the Fanatics link, and you can go ahead and knock out some shopping, man. And when you do that, you will not only be supporting us in Dame FC, but you will also be supporting Unhinged Sports Network. So if you guys want to help us grow our our network, well, you know, yeah. knock out some shopping at Fanatics.com. Exactly. But ever you look, you had like this look as if you fucked up in some way because I did not put. Our Instagram or our Twitter out there. You're trying. Absolutely. This is your first time attempting an ad, so I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. So, so I mean, props to you, man. All right, let's get going with some headlines, man. So let's do it. It's official. Ozil is going to be playing for Friend of Benching. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, he's finally going to get some playing time. He's a player I truly respect. Like, oh no, he, I I love Ozil, and he was so very. Uh, how can I put this? He was very nonchalant about it. He didn't call anybody out. He wasn't like blowing so much fire under the team, under the mat. Like he, he was literally, he was backing up everybody. Oh, good game. Gunners and 
he was always posting on social media about them and he was always backing them. Like it, it, he never had like that antagonizing behavior. No, no, I, t- I completely agree with that. I, th- I just think with Ozil is, is a great guy. I have no, I mean, especially with all the issues that Arsenal's had over, over this, over this past few games, but the fact that they haven't been playing Ozil and that we, a lot of people feel that that could have been a crucial part of, some, of, some people feel that that was a key component that could have changed a lot of these, especially a lot of these closer games. Cause I mean, oh, yeah. it's not like Arsenal has lost like by blowouts. They haven't been, I mean, they've been blown out by a few scenes, but I mean, like, most of the games that either they lost or drawn, it was like maybe uh, just something. Some if, they had, if they had that little tweak, or if they had that that somebody with that I mean, vision. I mean, the new spark now is the young players. Like, I mean, Smith Rowe, Smith Rowe, and Saka. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. So, because some people were wondering, like, who's going to be the number ten for Arsenal? I'm honestly saying it would it wouldn't shock me if Smith Rowe gets number ten. He's the center of second could, midfield. He, he does he does play that number ten role mm-hmm. essentially. I mean, I don't think unless they unless somehow. Uh, Arsenal decides to make the, a big splash move, which I highly doubt is going to happen because they're cheap. Um, Smith Rowe could be their guy that wears the number 10 for Arsenal. It could be, or they could go, and this is just rumors, speculations. They could go for Julian Brandt. Yeah, but he's just not a number 10 to me. I mean, he's a, I feel like he, uh, he's a number eight. Well, okay, let's put it this way. He can play the same way as Ozil. He could play as a center attacking mid, but he can also play the wings. And Ozil actually had that same maneuverability as well. Well, that's true. So a little bit about this about this move. So it is not a loan, actually. Um, so like we were saying in the, pre- in the previous episode, whereas um, Arsenal doesn't necessarily want to pay any of the wages of Ozil. And so they decided to go ahead and terminate his contract um, and just let him walk, which I'm glad Arsenal did it. I think, honestly, for the, it's for the best. Um, they're not using him. And I mean, they're, they are spending a lot of money on Ozil. So one, it clears, it clears some money for them. But as well, you know, Ozil gets to go and play and not only go play somewhere else, but gets to go play in a country where he does have a lot of ancestry from. Obviously, he is Turkish descent. Um, I don't believe he was born in Turkey. I think he was born in Germany, but he does have Turkish and, roots. And didn't he play there when he was younger? Um, like he was a kid. He came out of there possibably, but I, as I've, would have probably should have done that research part, but um, I know for sure. I, I know for sure. Uh, Fenerbahce was a club that he grew up watching and supporting, and I mean, he did say he did say that uh, Fenerbahce to him is like the Real Madrid of the Turkish league. Uh, still, an interesting take on that one. And Who do you think is the Real Madrid of the Turkish league? I would say Galatasaray. Yeah, they're they're the. Ones I mean, they're the ones say. that buy all the. I mean, okay, mind you, it's not necessarily like they're buying a bunch of players in their prime, but I mean. They're the ones that you know. They, I think at one point they had Drogba, they had Snyder, uh, Snyder, 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 Snyder. I feel like they get a lot of players usually, kind of like near the tail end of their careers, uh, but still able to do damage, you know, in a way. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, but yeah. So I'm just happy Ozil gets to play. I mean, Ozil's in a good situation, man. I think it, the fact that he gets to play for a club that he supports, um, the fact that he's just playing in general, the fact that he's he's getting to go play in Turkey, I think that this was what, what he's really um, happy about. I'm pretty sure, um, you know, aside from the drama that happened with Germany, I'm sure, or, I mean, I'm sure he loves playing for Germany. I mean, I'm sure the fact that he won a World Cup with Germany is, is all great things for him. But I'm sure, like, you know, especially with what, how things kind of ended with him and the German national team, he probably would have loved to have played for Turkey. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, 
it, it did end kind of kind of bad for him in Germany. Um, but he, like he said, he didn't have any any um, he didn't have any ill will towards anybody in the team, federation, anything. He was just like, and kind of similar to with with Arsenal. I think yeah. I don't think he had anything. He doesn't have anything I, negative to think I of. Could, with, I guess you could say with, with Arsenal, it was like a like a clean break. Because they that, terminated his his contract. That's what they needed to and do. And they just he, they just let him walk out. They didn't keep him there. They didn't say, "Okay, you're gonna just go ahead and do I mean, whatever we it say." It does suck knowing that they're not getting anything out of Ozil. But let's face it, Ozil's what now thirty? He's thirty two. I believe thirty two years old. So I mean, it's not like you're not gonna get a you're not gonna get at least especially the fact that he's not playing. You're not really going to necessarily get anything. You're not going to get that boost of speed or No, that. well, not that. But I'm just saying, like, financially, they weren't necessarily oh. going to get a big payday from, oh, yeah. from Ozil. I mean, the only way to get a big payday out of Ozil is China or Iran came knocking on the door. Exactly. So, one I mean... Those, one of those big money teams that and basically... I, and I don't see that happening. So We said Kobe or somebody like that. Yeah, but, I mean, like I said, I didn't see that happening. Yeah. It's just because of the fact that Ozil just wasn't playing, so no one, it's, it's kind of a gamble because you don't really know how where he is at. I honestly, physically. you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to keep an eye on him, on the team, and just to see how he uh, acclimates to the team, how he's a component to the team, if he's actually like a like a key player for them, or if he's gonna be like, oh well, he's played okay, or maybe he maybe after all this time of just sitting down. I mean. The, in Arsenal, uh, Mikel Arteta, didn't he say, Ozil's doing good in training? You know, he never, he was doing good. Like, I think Mikel Arteta put that on the article, but, uh. It, it just sound, it sounds so weird that you're saying all these good things about him, but you never played him. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, but that's the thing too. It's, it's something you see to believe. So if he did good in training, you expect him to do good on the field. But if you don't play him on the field, it's like, you kind of took that, um, uh, uh, championship mentality. Out mm-hmm. of him, so maybe he's gonna be good where he's at now. But what if he goes to, let's say, for some reason, he'll be able to get this team to first place and carry them all the way to first place, and then next thing you know, Champions League, maybe, who knows? Europa, I mean, you know? we shall see. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what the contract length is is it is going to be at Fenerbahce. And I don't know if the MLS is still a play uh, for him. I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's going into a new contract, a new deal, so. However, he wants to set it up is up to him. Maybe he just wants to play six months in Fenerbahce, and, and but I also can see him maybe letting this be his final destination. I mean, it is Turkey. It is like I said, it's a country that he has a lot of ancestry with. Um, it's a club that he he grew up watching, and I, I guess at one point maybe had some sort of affiliation with the club before he went to. Uh, I believe he used to play at Werder Bremen before he ended up going to Real Madrid. Um, so I mean. It's a lot of things, but I'm, at, at the end of all, I think the consensus is we're all happy for Ozil. That I think he just needed to go somewhere, and that's the big thing. Yeah. So I mean, at least there's that. But uh, Edward, there is another American that is now part of Juventus. Say what? And that is Brian Reynolds. Um, he was funny enough. So he was actually Reggie Cannon's backup in FC Dallas. Really? And I believe he only really had one season of him actually being a starter for FC Dallas. Yes, because obviously Reggie Cannon did leave uh, not, that, not that long ago to, to Boa Vista. And um, apparently Juventus has had an eye for him now. Oh, okay. And so 
the move's official. So Brian Reynolds is now a Juventus player. Well, okay, maybe not not necessarily a Juventus player right now, but because he is actually going out on loan and playing for uh, Benevento uh, for the remainder of the season. But it's just crazy to think that this guy was just a a backup. Not that, not even like maybe like two years ago, this guy was a backup to Reggie Cannon, which I mean, we've seen what Reggie can do. We know he's a good, he's a good fullback, which kind of makes you wonder about how the fullback position is going to be taken care of with the U.S. Because it seems like it's pretty stacked. The they're, fullback they're bringing, they're bringing out a lot of fullbacks up, up and coming. Specifically the right back spot, because you think of Sergino Des, you think of Reggie Cannon. Um, now you have Brian Reynolds. Um, it's 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 a very interesting to see the right back position. I mean, left side, left side, you do have Nancy Robinson on on that end. And I mean, maybe you could say DeAndre Yedlin, but I don't know if necessarily if he's in the mix now, especially with the way Anthony Robinson has been playing lately. Yeah. Um. I mean, um, DeAndre DeAndre Yedlin's not old, but it's like you expected a lot out of him, and he he hasn't performed to that level where people were seeing him. He de- he definitely quieted out when he went to when he Newcastle. went to. Uh, I believe he was at Tottenham. Tottenham, for, yeah, there you go. Went to Tottenham, then yeah, went to Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah. So it hasn't really worked out. The, the European, exp- I mean, the yeah, the European experiment hasn't really worked out for DeAndre Yedlin. Um, but I mean, like you know, we're seeing younger these younger guys coming in, coming out of the woodwork now, and Anthony Robinson is one of those guys as well. But um, but going back to Brian Reynolds, it's just a crazy thing that this kid was. A backup, like I mean, he wasn't necessarily a regular player for FC Dallas, but ends up and then finally gets this opportunity to be a starter once Reggie Cannon leaves, and now and then next you know you have one of the biggest clubs in the world wanting your services. Uh, maybe Juventus looks at it as in we invested in Wilson McKinney, he paid off, he's paying off. Let's see if we can go ahead. And, and it's crazy because they're they're going after another FC Dallas product because Wilson McKinney was an FC Dallas. Academy player, and, and now you're going for another FC Dallas product in, in Brian Reynolds. Oh, if only Dynamo could produce players like that. <clears throat> but anyways, um. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean I completely agree. I think I think uh, if there's one thing I'll give FC Dallas, I mean their their team isn't necessarily anything spectacular, but um, if there's one thing I could give FC Dallas. They have a great youth development system. Yeah, their prodigies are, and it's are, mainly, and this is mainly. Because of the fact that Bayern Munich uh, also yeah. helps out helps out a little bit with it, mm-hmm. but the, all right. So here's the thing. Okay, well, I, I'll, we'll do a little seg- segue from from our discussion. Segue. So the thing is, when te- when MLS teams make these partnership deals with a with a big with a club from Europe, right, for these youth academies, that it's a great idea and a bad idea at the same time. Like the, it's great because obviously you're getting support for your youth academy. Like they're you know, to make make sure these guys have the right training facility and, and all that. The the bad side is though, Bayern Munich can basically go get whoever they want from that. Yeah, academy. if they see somebody they want, they'll and, just be and, like, "Oh, I and, want him." And prime example, Chris Richards. Yeah, Chris Richards is a FC Dallas product, and well, yeah. he's in Bayern Munich yeah. now. So. I mean, and don't be surprised if Bayern Munich makes more moves like this, especially with how successful FC Dallas products have been looking as of late. And it's funny because most of these guys haven't never played a, a professional minute for FC Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> but they go, uh, Weston McKinney, you know, obviously with Schalke, you have freaking, you know, Chris Richards at Bayern Munich. So you're just like, 
you 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 develop all these guys, but they never actually play for your team. I mean, if you think about it, um, I know this is going to sound kind of weird, but it's kind of like um, Germany's invading the U.S. You know, essentially. Well, at least for FC, at, at least for the Frisco, at least for Frisco, Texas. Yes. Yeah, but okay. So you got FC Dallas, Bayern Munich. You got uh, New York Red Bulls. Don't uh, uh, Leipzig doesn't Leipzig get like first dibs on anybody from the New York Red Bulls? I guess because of the the Red Bull partnership. But then you, I guess you can say the same thing for Salzburg. Yeah, like Salzburg. So they, yeah, they they so, both get you know. Uh, and now there's like a there's dibs. a there's a Red Bull team in Brazil. Ooh, I believe Ooh, it. Imagine the product that comes out of there, yeah, so. bro. Maybe the next. But then, one and then also you have NYCFC that has Man City. Yeah, um, Inter Miami. Guess who? Inter Milan? No, no, I don't think. No. They, I don't think they have an affiliation with Inter Milan. Mm. I think they just. Said, I mean, remember, Inter Milan was ready to sue Inter Milan. Oh, Miami. that's so, right. Oh, I'm tripping. But anyway, I mean. So it, it could be a good thing and a bad thing when when you partner with with a big club with a big club or at least a, a European just a, a club from Europe just because they get first di- they basically get first dibs yeah at, at whatever crop of players you have yeah but I mean um as a young player don't you think you'd rather go play somewhere else given the opportunity I think depending on what your skill level is I mean there's some guys that are just late bloomers like I mean. There's just some guys that maybe they need a few years in the MLS. I mean, look at Reggie Cannon. It's not like a name that necessarily popped out of a lot of people's list. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, you know, you saw what he can do in FC Dallas. And then you, he got some call-ups with the U.S. men's national team. And then you get a Boa Vista FC. Okay, maybe not necessarily the sexiest of names in the Portuguese league. But still, a, a team of Europe wants you. And now Reggie Cannon is now being highly sought after. Like he's even... There's some teams in England that are funny Reggie Cannon. He hasn't even finished a, a season yet with Boa Vista. Um, but I mean, there's some, there, there's, some, there's some players that maybe they just need to play in the MLS. Maybe they're just, they just need, they need, they need some senior minutes. Yeah. Because I mean, Youth Academy is one thing, but once you finally play with the senior team, it's a whole different game. It's, a, pay, it's the, a different ball game. The pace is different. The, the aggression, the is, aggression different. is different. So... It's it's honest, like I said, it's it, it could be a good thing and a bad thing when you have a team part uh, when you partner. It's like a double edged sword, you know. You either stab forward, you stab back. Like I'm sure you 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 won't, because I mean, you can say one thing for FC Dallas. It's like, yes, I lose a Chris Richards. Yes, I lose a a Weston McKinney. Yes, I lose, um, you know, those players. But then I get a Reggie Cannon. You know, so it's not necessarily like all that bad, but it's still just like. It just sucks because then you know, like the the really good players, the ones that, like the one, like the how Reggie Cannon, how much money Reggie Cannon brought to FC Dallas yeah. from that yeah. transfer, and then same thing you say for Brian Reynolds, you know, you're not gonna get that because I guarantee you, Weston McKinney was playing for FC Dallas, his big payday, would, the big payday for FC Dallas would have been ridiculous. Well, all right, let me let me let me ask you something. Um, so. On the, oh, I'm, I kind of had a brain fart, but okay. On the off chance for any reason whatsoever, let's just go by the colors. Like, who do you think would actually help out the youth squad of Houston Dynamo, like a big European team? Like, if there was ever a chance, 
Does that have a color scheme? Yeah, I guess so. Because I'm, I'm thinking of trying to think of orange, and that's why I had that brain fart. And I'm like, uh, uh, kind of. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, Valencia. Yeah, I guess. You could uh, but, I mean, that would be good. That would be nice. Shoot, like they got. They I mean, got some I good mean, products. there was an interview from Moenia that like there's going to be more eyes now on the MLS, especially now when you're seeing like Brendan Harrison that went to RB Salzburg. You're starting to see more. ML- I mean, I believe that there's a possible. Rumor. I believe the rumor is that uh, Jordan Morris is going to go on loan to Swan City. Swansea, yeah, Swansea City. So I think, I think he. I think, I think he'll do good over there. I mean, it's not a. Not, it's not a big step up, honestly. I mean, it's Europe. I mean, yeah. Aside from anything else, it's Europe. But I mean, th- that's not the point. I mean, I'm just saying that like more eyes are starting to look at at the MLS. Like, yeah. it, they're starting to see like, hey, man, these guys are these guys are coming out with products that we're interested in. So I mean, the to me, I, it, for me, for as far as the youth academies goes, I think the MLS just needs to find a way to just get these these academies built up and, and get rid of the pay to play system because the pay to play is what's really killing. It's killing a lot of the talent. A, yeah, a lot of the talent because let's face it, like the good, the real good talents don't necessarily have the funds. I mean, you think of it, think of it like uh, in 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 football. You know, the guys that go to college, you know, go play college football. They don't necessarily. Most of them don't necessarily have the funds to actually pay for the schools that they end up going to. Yeah, and then, but that, that's where they get like you know scholarships because of football. But a lot of the a lot of I'm gonna be honest, like a lot of I think a lot of soccer players they don't get those kinds of scholarships. No, they don't. And then and then so it's it's, a, like, it's not necessarily like as aspirational to go and play college soccer. So I mean, if the MLS can fix the academy system, I think that it's gonna be. You're gonna see a lot more great talent. It's also kind of like um, in goal. You remember goal? Kuno Kuno Becker. Oh, like um, the movie Santi. Yeah, the movie. So I mean, he was an immigrant, but you know, of course, he couldn't really make it big in L.A. Yeah, and, but I feel like this was like the but, least of likely the scenarios that like just well, yeah, just I mean, random, no, 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 no. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, some random British mechanic is just watching some. That used to be a scout for one of the big teams, but but no, think about it this way: if for some reason there was and actually also, by the way, the fact that the, like well, well, Santi was a was a substitute for Newcastle, and uh, you're telling me after one season of being a substitute player for Newcastle, he, he's good enough to go to Real Madrid. <laughs> uh, don't don't look at me. Nah, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> like I mean, as I as I think about that movie more and more, I'm. I would love to interview Nick Cannon. I mean, I mean, by the way, let, let me let me. I wait. would love to interview Nick Cannon because <laughs> of the fact that he played T.J. Harper. Oh and, yeah. And well, okay, okay. Well, let me let me tell you. Let me tell you this. It is possible because how many how many wonder? Um, let me call it this way. How many wonder flops have actually been through? And just because of one season at a good team or a decent team, and they ended up, you know. Getting that one player just because of that one season, they really didn't. They just kind of went out. And, I mean, no, no, I know, I get that, but I'm just saying, you went from playing like rec league soccer, which I don't know how old Santi was, but I mean, he was drinking a beer, so I'm assuming that he was like at least plus twenty one years old. <clears throat> Kids don't drink until you're twenty or L- after in L A. So I mean, he's in, in the U S. and he's drinking a beer, so he's got to be at least plus twenty one. So technically, he's way behind the curve <laughs> as far as I need to watch this movie again to make sure that's a beer. He was drinking. He was playing pool with his dad. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. Anyways, 
<laughs> we're way off track yeah. now. So yeah, no, congratulations to Brian Reynolds, like I said, from backup fullback to now uh, a Juve target, which is crazy. So congrats on Reynolds uh, for that. Now, the last headline, Edward, and is I cannot believe I witnessed this, but it, Messi got a red card. Yeah, that... It, it, and it wasn't necessarily like a stop. It was it was blatantly obvious. Like it was, like I mean, he body. Like I mean, uh, granted, I understand the reason why he did it. The guy checked him pretty hard, but but good God, Messi took him to the ground. I mean, I'm sure he, like the player over exaggerated maybe a little bit, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Messi gets a red card in their three two loss to Atletico Bilbao, which was the Super Cup, the Spanish Super Cup final, because you know and. Who the fuck cares about the stupid super cup anyway? Yeah. Uh, well, apparently Messi does. But yeah, so that's Messi. Messi's first red card as a senior player. Of How Barcelona. many years has it been? It's that, a long one. That since he's ever had a, a red card. So I mean, he's had he's had red cards when he was with, he had a red card at Barcelona B, and then he's had two red cards, I believe, for Argentina. One of them being his debut game. Um, and so this now gives Messi four red cards in his whole career. Damn, which is bizarre that to think uh, that Messi got a red card, <laughs> but yeah. So like, but the crazy, the crazy thing. So Messi is guaranteed two matches that he will be suspended for two matches because of how how he the the penalty was. I mean, how the how the foul the foul was committed. But it's currently, I believe, it's currently being investigated. Maybe you'll find out by the time this episode is dropped whether or not it's a four-game suspension. But yeah, but yeah, it could be a four-game suspension. So that's four games with up possibly four games without Messi for Barcelona. And I mean, Barcelona has had their struggles. Um, and I mean, losing to Athletic Bilbao. I mean, granted, it's the Spanish Super Cup. Take it for what you want. I know, I know, Athletic Bilbao beat Real Madrid. Okay, shut the fuck up. I don't care. <laughs> but um, it's and especially the way this new format is the for the Spanish Super Cup, where it's kind of like a a tournament setting, and and it's not even like before, like it's it used to be like a game between the their Copa del Rey winner or runner up, because usually sometimes Barcelona would win both of them, yeah, and La Liga winner and or La Liga runner up, yeah, and they would you know play the Spanish Super Cup, and it was like a preseason match, and and now they don't do it anymore. Now they do it in a in a tournament setting. Which I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. I personally don't get it. I really care less for it. And, and I believe that they were supposed to play like in a in a neutral site. Like I believe, like it was like in the middle. East. Like I don't know what the hell they were doing, but it, it's stupid. But yeah, unfortunately, Messi will be poss- well suspended for sure for for at least two games. But um, at, definitely could be four games by the time this episode drops. Yeah, and I mean, um. If you, if you kind of think about it, just I'm just talking off of like what has been said about Messi when it came to the World Cup, when it came to, um, I was a Copa Libertadores, Copa Libertadores, when he missed that penalty. Copa Libertadores. Yeah. Or, um, Copa, Copa America. America? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, Messi has Ooh, never played in man. Co- when did, when did Barcelona get invited to, <laughs> to South America? Uh, right. I'm so sorry. Um, just, but, um, but yeah, so, Back then, do you remember how how they um they said that Messi didn't have heart for Argentina? Like he wouldn't show his anger. He wouldn't show like like how Iguain would be doing it. Like he'd be saying everything and 
he'd be cussing and everything. Uh, same thing with like Tevez or anything. That's just not messy though. Yeah, exactly. But it's like you get to, you get to see this side of Messi, and it's kind of like, oh shit, you know, for all those people who who didn't believe that he had heart, or for people who basically are saying, oh, this dude here just wants out of Barcelona already. That's, I guess you could say, that's a sign, you know, that there's still love for the club, but there's also like he has that aggressiveness, he has that. He he has that uh that passion to I mean, actually I, keep wanting I to know, play. I never necessarily thought that Messi didn't have it. No, and, I know, but there was people who always thought it. Like they were like, "No, Messi just wants to leave. He don't give a shit no more." Like, I mean, I, I mean, I don't blame him for thinking like that, but yeah, but yeah. So, anyways, Messi is serving a four, possibly going to be serving a four game suspension. Most, yeah, I mean, most likely just just because of the fact how you see the foul, uh, it, it was careless. But I mean. It's, it's whatever at this point. But yeah. But yeah, so there is, that is the headlines, man. So let's get going with the recaps. So over, what's your game to recap? My game to recap is... Uh, <laughs> okay, the reason being is because he just said it and he just gave him a big old fuck you. But my game recap was Athletic Bilbao versus Real Madrid, which they won. Two to one, they beat Real Madrid two to one. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Honestly, honestly, no, nobody I was... cares about the stupid fucking Super Cup. The Spanish, no one gives a shit about winning the Spanish Super Cup. Does anybody brag about winning the Spanish Super Cup? No. So who the fuck cares about winning the Spanish Super Cup? As you can tell, my bro over here is a little bit salty. That's like winning the stupid Community Shield. No one gives a shit about these side stupid sides. If it's not a Copa de Rey, one. If you win the Spanish Super Cup, it, nobody calls it a no one says no one calls it a treble. No one ever like you, you've never seen Barcelona win Spanish Super Cup, Spanish, you know the, the Copa that they win La Liga, and then win Champions League. I was like, oh, they got a quadruple. No, they they forget about the stupid Spanish Cup because no one fucking cares about the Spanish <laughs> the Super Spanish Cup. And that rant was presented to you by Atlético Bilbao versus Real Madrid. Um, <clears throat> they won. <laughs> they won two to one. Uh, Real Madrid had 70% of the possession, which that is a lot compared to, you know, like in, in a scoreboard like this. But I guess you could say the counterattack was working for Atletico Bilbao. But they also, uh, uh, Real Madrid outshot them 21 to 8. So that, that right there is just, is, is kind of intense. Um, it's just, uh, you you wouldn't expect it. I honestly, I was expecting a Real Madrid Barcelona final. That's what I was expecting. It just let it go. I let it be about just kind of. I don't know. I honestly can't tell you what it what it really was. It it took me by surprise. I really I okay. So I was watching the game, but not fully. I would be watching bits and pieces of it because one of the guys at work had it on his phone. So I would be walking in the back, getting parts, putting them there. But every time I'd be writing something down, I'd be looking. And I'm like. Oh, okay, they're playing. Oh, okay, so okay, this is what's going on at this time. This is the... then when I saw the score, I was like, "What in the world is going on?" And I was like, "This does not look right at all." I was like, "Did Munian all of a sudden turn Super Saiyan with that hair?" Now, what was going on? But yeah, it, it threw me off. But actually, it wasn't Munian. It was actually uh, Raúl García in the 18th minute and a 38th minute penalty. So it just kind of it threw me off. Yeah, I mean. It happened. Did you, did you get all your venting out out of the way? It, ha- it happened. Okay. Did, did you get it out? It happened. It fucking happened. Okay. Shut the fuck up, man. It, just, it, it happened. Okay. 
Well, how did Barcelona do? Yeah, they they lost. So, yeah, they lost. Yeah, they lost a pointless fucking tournament. Congratulations, Alaba! You won the most the most pointless fucking tournament in all of La Liga. I honestly wanted to say congratulations to Atleti Bilbao. They, they played a hell of a game. Hell, they went to overtime. It's a tournament that no one gives a shit about. They're going up it's against not, two great it's teams. Not a Copa del Rey. Two great teams. I don't care. They don't fucking care about this cup. I think they do, but I'm just saying, you know, it would be nice to just have it. What, the Spanish Super Cup? <laughs> I don't see you bragging about Spanish Super Cups any time, any, any of the last times that Barcelona's ever I bra- won it. I, I, brag, I brag about it when I play on FIFA. <laughs> no, you fucking don't. You fucking <laughs> liar. I do. I'm all no, excited because I get... I get the treble, but it may not be the Champions League or it's it may not, not be La Liga, but I still got it. It is not a, <laughs> I got a treble somehow. But anyways, Hector, what is your game? What is your game recap? Let's move on from this uh, saltiness. So a real game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Porto and Benfica draw one to one in a in a season, regular season match that dictates an actual title. Notice how he emphasizes title. But yeah, so they drew 1-1. Benfica has 63% of the possession. They also outshot 12-10. to And the thing that That's, I definitely have to annotate from this game was that there was a total of eight yellow cards and one red card. Wow. Wow. Was there handballs? Was there like kicking? Was this, whoa, whoa. I don't know, man, but it's Benfica versus uh, Porto, which is the uh, two. They're, they're rivals. They're rivals. They're rivals. And then they're pretty good teams too as well. They're two of the best teams in Portugal. Isn't... Uh, is Casillas still playing for Porto? I believe he's with Porto, but he's not the starting goalkeeper. I believe, uh, what's his name? He used to be a goalkeeper for America. Not uh, Ochoa. No, not Ochoa. Oh. Uh, Mar- Marquino, Marchino. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Mar- Mar- Marchino. I think it was Marchino. Um, I, 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 I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. Um, Damn it. It's like, I, I see his face. I've seen his, his saves. So I'm like, uh, it's just, it's just, oh, God. Because I mean, after he left, that's when America went to go get Ochoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, any America fans out there, uh, you know, that are listening, uh, let us know because I am lost for words right now. I'm you know, it's really... funny. Speaking of America, we, we, at our last week, we talked about how we thought America was going to be Monterrey and then Monterrey, and then Monterrey wins one or nothing off a penalty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see what happened? You just—I think we might be wrong. I mean, shit, fucking Liverpool and, and Manchester United drew. God, I—I—I'm I, kind of happy for Manchester United, but I'm upset for Liverpool. I mean, props to Allison, man. I mean, he kept them in the game. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so there's there's the Marchesin, Marchesin, Marchesin. But yeah, so. I, I liked it. I thought it was a fun game to watch. Once again, it's a rivalry game. S- similar to with um Red Rangers, Red Rangers and Celtic. It's, it's an intense game. It's a rivalry. Maybe necessarily not as deep as a rivalry as Celtic and Rangers, but definitely still a rivalry nonetheless. Um and I mean it's two teams that possibly are the front runners for um for the uh, li- uh the Portuguese league. Um I don't necessarily know who's on top. I think Sporting's actually been doing pretty well this year. I could be wrong on that. Don't don't quote me on that. 
I could, as of right now, I'm gonna probably look it up at the table just to make sure. No, but I mean, I mean, those two teams are are really good. I mean, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Darwin Nunez is still with Benfica, and I, 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 I'll be honest, I just know about him through FIFA, and um, he he's been really badass for me in in Arsenal and in Barcelona. Yep. So Sporting, so currently Sporting is up up top, uh. With 36 points, Porto has 32, and so does Benfica. Yeah. All right. Let's see where 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 the the club the club that you and me support in this in the Portuguese when, league are they? When did I agree to this? Okay. They're, they're, oh, let's not talk about where they are. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did I agree to this? And, and what position are they in? They're last place. Oh, <laughs> they're man. gonna get relegated. Really oh man. Oh, poor Albert Feliz. Oh, poor Reggie. Man. Okay, well, uh, that, well, now I see why Reggie Cannon's being looked at as the possible transfer move for y'all. Bro, and they had such a great marketing strategy when they hyped these guys up. You were the one hyping them. Hell, if anything, I thought you were their marketing department, bro. You were hyping them did, up. Did you not see their... You didn't check their Twitter, did you? No. Bro, they, when, they were, when, they were, when they had these new signs, man, they had some pretty good videos. I mean, yeah. I- I just I, I I was actually thinking about it. That's why I started smiling when you brought up Boa Vista, and I was like, mm, maybe I'll start a FIFA career with them. See where I go from there. But oh no, it's rough. I, I tried. To, oh, it is. Oh, I, I tried. Damn. I tried to do a career mode with Boa Vista. It is. It's fucking difficult. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if you want the challenge, I mean, go for it. But it's, it's like trying to play. It's oh, like trying to play. It's it so fucking. Hard. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. But um, but yeah, so that is the game Porto and Benfica. It was a good, like I said, a good matchup. I mean, I'm pretty sure I was ex- I would expect it to be good because I mean those two are one of the two top teams. They're two top teams from Portugal. I do believe Pep. No, is is Pepe with Porto now? He's he's with one of the Portuguese teams. I, I think he's with Porto, and I believe he's with Porto. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So, so. well, those are I know definitely a young car. Young car must have came to him, came from him either way. Yeah, probably. But anyways, all right, man. So reading is something that we all should be doing. But do you have the discipline to actually read a book? I know I don't. Uh, well, if you are like me, <laughs> undisciplined to read a book, then we have the perfect solution, and that is Audible. Audible has a wide variety of books that you can listen to in your convenience. So go to audibletrial.com slash podcast and start a 30-day free trial. And this is actually a, a, a partner of Instagram FC. So everybody that does a 30-day free trial, it actually will be supporting Instagram FC. Yes. Yeah, so click on our link tree at Instagram FC on Instagram and our Twitter. Or you can go to audibletrial.com slash Instagram FC podcast. Uh, that one's better. Go with him. Go with what he said. I mean, the link is available on the link tree as well. God damn it. <laughs> All right, man. So, players of the week, man. All right. So, my player of the week is... He's going to hate me. He already said he hates me for this one. But... (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing because I just... The first thing he said, I hate you. Uh, Luka Jovic. I fucking hate you, man. I fucking hate... I fucking hate Luka Jovic, man. He... 35 fucking games. 35 fucking games. And you can only score two goals. You play 20 fucking minutes in this game and you score two goals. What? You know what this he, is? You know what he is? 
he, he likes being a big fish in a small fucking pond because he couldn't handle the pressure of being a Real Madrid player and became a bust. So guess what? I guarantee you, no, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea gets him. But And if he becomes great at Chelsea? I will be livid. <laughs> I will be livid. I'll be seeing steam coming out of him like Majin Buu. Like, <laughs> bro, it was such bullshit. I'm just like, bro, you you just couldn't fit in with the club. Like, it, yeah. That's literally what it was. And I mean, he goes back to Frankfurt. I mean, I believe it's a loan. He needed, it's kind of like he kind of needed this to, you know, depress. Get his, like, or not depressed, but like, no, just get compressed. Just to get his ground back. Yeah. Like, just get his foot back, get his feet back, kind of like that. But it's just like, where the fuck was he, this? Where's, he scored like, two goals in their win, three to one against Schalke. And mind you, they were, they were pretty nice goals. I mean, I have to say, they were, they were, they were simple, but they were actually really nice. I'll be honest. Hoppy's goal was pretty. Uh, Matthew Hope's goal was actually badass because he shot yeah. it at a very awkward angle, in a very awkward way while he was falling because the defender was on him and he nagged the goalie. That was a badass goal, but uh, I gotta give it to uh, Luka Jovic because uh, he scored two goals. He basically cemented the win. That's what he did. Yeah, fucking asshole. <laughs> All right, Hector, let's move on from your unplayer of the week. And what's your player of the week? Uh, my player of the week is Nicholas Eliasson. Right. And he scored two goals in Nîmes 2-1 win against Olympic Marseille. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't... Damn. So, I mean, just two goals. Up were, to- they, were they like nice goals, like pretty goals or badass goals or... I mean, he carried his team to a win against a team that was clearly going to be is clearly an upset. I mean, yeah. I mean, what else? I mean, I, I thought I honestly thought OM wasn't going to win that one. So yeah, that's what a lot of people thought too, including myself. I mean, I should have put a bet on it. You should have. Listen out, man. Against them. But, um. All right. So that is, is that it on uh, Niklas Eliasson? Uh, I mean, is there anything you want to add to it or? No, I just want to know if the goals were badass, if he did like skills or something like that, or he tried to. I mean, I, I, I personally think that I mean they're efficient goals. I mean, that, that's not it. Not everybody yeah, like a win's a win. He, he he got the job done. What's wrong with not saying anything else from it? Uh, all right. I mean, right. Luka Jovic got the job done. It's not like you gave Matthew Hope the fucking Player of the Week award. I wanted to actually. After that goal, in I a really losing didn't effort, scores. Yeah, in a losing effort, he scored. I mean, okay, you know what? Honorable mention, Matthew Hope. He was my second, honestly, because that goal was fucking amazing. <laughs> it sounds so weird giving somebody Player of the Week on a losing effort. <laughs> Bro, no, it would sound really weird if. Oh yeah, um, I'm giving a Player of the Week to this guy who scored one goal in their loss, eight to one. Like that would be off. Three to one is a pretty big no, margin. Three to one's not that bad. It is a big margin in soccer. Uh huh. Come on. In a full ninety minutes, not that bad. Come on, it's not that bad. Yeah, but you're not get, you're not gonna come back from it. Not when they score almost at the last minute, which that's is what, exactly what that's Jovic what did. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying too. But I'm saying it is. He's on. But it's a three-one loss. No one's gonna be like, "Oh my god, that game was so close." No, I didn't say it was close. I just said I love the goal. That's why I'm. He's an honorable mention, Matthew Hope. Jesus Christ, man. <sighs> oh dear. Oh All dear. Right, so congratulations to Luka Jovic and Nicholas Ellison for being players of the week. Yeah. <sighs> All right, man. So game previews. 
All right, you ready? Yup. All right, man. So the first game is you good, Rumble? Uh, he's scratching while he's sleeping. And yep, yep, he's about to. <laughs> yep, yep, he's about to. Yep, he just not. Yep, all right, yep, all right, yep. all right Rumble's good now. All right, man. AC Milan versus Atalanta. So obviously, AC Milan had a little shaky start with the events. Start to the year with Juventus, bro. But. Um, they do have a, and they gotta get back on track, man. They gotta, they gotta get back together and they got a big test against Atalanta. Um, and for this matchup, they've actually drawn three of the last five meetings. So obviously this is also a time when Milan hasn't necessarily been, you know, Milan and Atlanta, Atalanta has kind of been on the rise. Um, but. Atlanta has not lost in their last five games. Damn. So wow. So they're on. A, they're on pretty much on a roll. No, yeah. So they they're looking really solid. Hmm. Um, I think this is a good test. I mean, I obviously you know they've already played against Atlanta, so yeah, they have. So I mean, it's just uh, look at me like that. <laughs> you know me. I'm a fat ass. <laughs> You're really gonna eat in the pocket during the pocket. Uh, I will try, damn it. But no. Um I thought <laughs> what you uh, you can hear yeah, you can hear that shit. All right, so <laughs> I don't know why you're gonna try to eat during a podcast episode. It's cause I'm hungry. But anyways, it's cause my fat Didn't you ass. just have dinner? I did, but I'm still hungry. Jesus Christ, but, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, my appetite's getting back. Fuck you, COVID. Um but yeah, um Is it because you find a good taste again? I guess so. I think it's just my appetite. But uh, I want to say it's going to be hard to to right now with in AC Milan because uh, is Slatan still out, right? Yeah, but I mean they've won without Slatan as well. Yeah, but I mean it's um, and I mean they've yeah AC Milan has been definitely making some signings like especially in this January transfer window. Um. I don't know, man. I think AC Milan can. I think AC Milan will handle their business uh, against Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta is a really big task. I think the Colombians are going to be a, a big threat in this game. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think AC Milan they're they're trying to get themselves back back to where they were and and hope to contest let's, when when they play against Juventus again. Let's just blame it on the partying for Christmas and New Year's. I guess I don't know. That's why. They I mean, lost. if you want to say that, but so who you got? Uh, I'm gonna root for the underdog, Atlanta. How are they the underdog? I don't know. Okay, you compare. <laughs> you say AC Milan and you say Atalanta. La, Atalanta. Atalanta. I did say that. I just said it fast. Yeah, exactly. Atalanta. So you can you say AC Milan and you say Atalanta, then you automatically think AC Milan because you're like. Do you? No. Okay. Okay. As of recent, like over the recent years, no, no. This boy over here talking about AC Milan just started being good. This this boy over here talking about back in the day of Clarence Seedorf and stuff. No, I'm talking about like the last five years of AC Milan. I thought you were talking about back in the day with bringing the revolving door managers. I mean, you had Gattuso, you had Inzaghi. I believe Seedorf at one point was also I think so. manager mm-hmm. of the club. They 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 haven't got it. They haven't figured it out, man. Like I mean, 
they're finally doing well this year. And you could probably say a little bit because of Zatan. Um, but I mean, they're going out there and they're getting young players. Obviously, they got Brahim. They got, um, they, they still have Castillo, who I think is a very focal, a big focal point of this team. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you have, you know, Gigi Donnarumma, mm-hmm. which, you know, upcoming future, well, should be the goalkeeper now for, for Italy. For Italy. But I mean, yes, they have those things, but they don't necessarily have all that experience just yet. And Atalanta has been on the rise for a while now. And I mean, you can even say have kind of surpassed AC Milan over the years. But I, I wouldn't necessarily... This is a very equal match. I don't think it's an underdog story. I think this is just two pretty good teams that are facing each other. All right, all right, all right. So I will go for the normal dog, Atalanta. <laughs> I did not say leave me alone. The, the, the normal dog? The normal dog. What do you got? I'm going with AC Milan. I think AC Milan can do it. There you go. All right, man. The next game is Manchester United versus Liverpool. Again. Yeah. But this time, it's, it's, they actually drew, which this sucks. I'm I'm just going to say this right now. This is by far the worst drawing for an FA Cup match. Because it's not, it's not like they're in like the. I don't believe they're even at the quarterfinals yet. Is it still the round thirty-two? Um, I don't even think they called the round of thirty-two in the FA Cup. Let me see. I like that match, but I'm just like, that sucks. Because you know these. At least I would say they just call it a third round. Is it the third round? Yeah, that's it. Okay, well, it's the third round. Um, but yeah, the, 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 just because I'm like, you know, like there's still there's still other teams, and this would probably, you know, match if you were to think Manchester United versus Liverpool is now lately because I guess Man United's starting to look like a competent team now, which I'm not necessarily. You and me are kind of like, eh, do we really believe it? No, <laughs> but I mean, this time there's no, they, there can't be a draw. I mean, obviously they played against each other last week. Um, was a game that we both well that we highlighted. And they drew not nil nil uh literally last week. Okay, I take it back. It's a fourth round, not fourth, third round. Fourth, fourth round. round. So yeah. Um uh, but that but that that's the thing though. So like so in their in their draw, Liverpool has sixty six percent of the possession and outshot seventeen to eight. Um and like I said, there has to be a winner this time. Yeah, it really does. So I mean, if if I were to look at it like that and the way Knowing Liverpool, I gotta go with Liverpool. This basically, kind of the same shit that we said last week. I yeah. mean, this kind of still applies. I mean, the same rules still apply. It's kind of like when you go to a store, you want to buy something, and it's like, oh yeah, I want to use this coupon, but it was expired back in like 2017, but I still have it though. It's like, no, sir, that does not apply. It applies to what's going on now, you know. So it's kind of like saying the Manchester United is going to come back from back in the day. No, they're not. They're still playing with the same people. They're still playing with the same like mentality. it's still Klopp versus it's still, yeah. it's still old Gunner versus Klopp. Yeah, and I, mean, I feel I feel like old Gunner's like okay. Let's put it this way: How do I get my How do I get myself here? Kind of like that, but more like um, I was going to say like uh, a TV show. Um, it's kind of like um, uh, Jorgen Klopp is like. How do I put this? Uh, like a superhero. Like, like a superhero. Okay, here we go. 
He's like Metro Man from Megamind. And then he was like the legit superhero and everything. And he's basically, once he wants to call it quits, he'll call it quits. But then you got old Gunner, who's basically the the kid who was supposed to be the good guy. And he ended up being the villain. But except, you know, he's just a complete clumsy. Old Gunner's Jonah Hill? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> like that. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so you got, okay, let's put it this way. Jordan Klopp is Brad Pitt. And then you got old Gunner, Jonah Hill. Not talking down on Jonah Hill at all. No. It's just the, the voicing and the, the the clumsiness and the, the, the no, 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 I totally get it. So yeah, <laughs> I just thought it was a great compare. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I was truly trying to think so hard. Oh god, Jonah Hill. Oh man, Jonah Hill, I love you, bro. You are one of my favorite movie actors in comedy and even in serious role. I loved you in Moneyball. All right, man. So. And ironically, I used two characters from Moneyball and I didn't even know until now. As a comparison, Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Full circle. Yeah. Full circle moment right there. But yeah, so I mean, who you got? Are you still sticking with Liverpool? I'm still sticking with Liverpool. I'm sticking with Liverpool as well. I think this, especially now where there's, it's, it's when you go home. Yeah. Liverpool. Um, all right, man. So this is the last game. Well, not the last game, but the last game of these game previews, and that is Atletico Madrid versus Valencia. Mm. Um, they have drawn three of their last five meetings, and uh, Atletico Madrid has won four of their last five games. Hmm. I mean, it's safe to assume that Atletico Madrid will take it. It's safe to assume. But you got to remember, Valencia is a frisky team. And they're full of surprises. Like, they just come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. With that friskiness, and that... that are, they have a lot of young players. They there. have a lot of young players and they have a lot of uh, that chutzpah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they have a lot of... Uh, but this is this is the one thing I will say. The reason why I, I think the Letico Madrid has the edge is the fact that they have just a solid back line. Yeah. That yeah. defense is... And it's crazy to think that this team lost Diego Godin. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, going to he went to Inter Milan. And you were like, oh man, is this, is this backline going to even be the same? And, and I mean, they managed to keep it sturdy. Like they, it, it hasn't really been broken down. And then, very and then even if it does get broken down, you have like the best goalkeeper in the world in Jan Oblak. Your opinion. Don't tell me that Terstegen, you think Terstegen is better than Jan Oblak. I do. Jan Oblak is the best goalkeeper in the world. I, mm, nope. Mark Terstegen. Channel. Listeners, again, I always say whoever agrees, or if you guys have your own, um, if you guys have your own opinion of who the best goalkeeper in the world is at this time, please leave us a message at our Instagram, insert name FC, or our Twitter, and I will read it to what's, Hector. What's the Twitter? Face. What's the Twitter? Insert name FC. Is it just, you just put Intername MC and that's it? That's what I type. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. You're making me research. Edward created his own, his own Intername. I created name my own Intername FC. And as you can see, I probably don't have many followers, but you know, you know, it's Intername FC. <laughs> You're really typing it in right now? No, because the thing Ow. is, 
I looked it up. I looked it up. It's Intername FC. It's at Intername FC. Boom, there we go. Oh my God. <laughs> you were getting at me for the freaking whatever, the Happerdicker? Is that what you were getting me for? For the Happerdicker? I don't know what you actually call it, but the at sign. The at sign, that's yeah. usually what people say. <laughs> I call it the Happerdicker. But uh, yeah, so send us a message there. Let us know who you think the best goalkeeper is in the world at this moment, at this time. I think it's on, um, on Ter Stegen. Mark Ter Stegen. Um, uh, you think he's, it's John Oldham. He's not even the starting goalkeeper oh, for Germany. Don't you dare just start with that shit. You he's already not know. even the starting goalkeeper for Germany. You already know Manuel now is the starting goalkeeper because basically they're trying to keep him as long as they can. Look what they did with Oliver Kahn. Damn it. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, there's two, there's two star goalkeepers for Slovenia, but Jan Oblak is still the starting goalkeeper because it's Slovenia. But there's two of the best goalkeepers, one, like two of the at least like top twenty goalkeepers in the world are from Slovenia. I will, okay, I will not. I will have to research that. But I, I know John Oblak is in the top twenty. I know he is. How are you gonna butch the man's name like that? John Oblak. It's Jan Oblak, you fucking dickhead. Oh my God. All right, Mr. Professor of Slovenia. I'm just saying, he is in the top 20, but I think he's not the top one. He may even be in the top five. But you think Jan Oblak is a top five? He may be in the top five. Maybe? Yeah. You think maybe he's a top five? Come on, bro. Now you're just being biased. Okay. Okay, Donnarumma? What about Donnarumma? He's up and coming, but he still has that skill. Bro, he's he's still too raw. Mm. He's a top 10. I'll give him a top 10 goalkeeper. give him a top 10. Okay. But he's not a top 5 goalkeeper. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But I still say Mark Terstegen. I mean, he's the top 5 goalkeeper. I'll give him that. But he's not the best goalkeeper in the world. Uh, again, listeners, send us a message. Prove Hector wrong or prove me wrong. Or if you guys have your own opinion. We'll check it out. Okay? Okay. I'm just saying, man. I don't like best goalkeeper. So I go with... All right. We'll do our top five goalkeepers right now. Oh, no. Come on. Not right now. Ugh. You know what? We'll do that next podcast because now we're going to go on war. And war actually takes preparation. We can't just go on war right now. <laughs> but But, yeah. So I still can't believe you wouldn't even put him on your top five. No, I said he may be my top you five. You said maybe. What the, that doesn't mean that the thing basically like this guy may not make my top five. I'm about to go Carmen on you and just start calling for my mom. I'm just, I, be, I bet you I already know what Edward's gonna say. He's gonna say Mark Stig and he's gonna say David De Gea. No. Oh god, no. He's not even in my top five. Come on. No, I honestly come on. No. David did yeah? No. No. Hell no. Yeah, you're not you're not a homer like most Manchester United fans like they say David De Gea is the best goalkeeper in the world. No, hell no. Okay. All right. All right, man. So before we get to our interview with NGU Booby, I really gotta get used to saying that. <laughs> before we get get to our interview, uh, let me tell you guys about Fubo TV. If you are tired of cable, but you want the service of over a hundred channels. Well, Fubo TV is your answer, man. Fubo TV is a streaming service that provides, once again, over a hundred channels 
without the hassle of a cable contract. If you click on the link on our link tree, it says Football TV. Um, go right there and start your seven day free trial. And if you do that, you'll actually not only be supporting us, Instagram FC, but you'll be supporting Unhinged Sports Network. Yes, do that. I'm actually planning on doing it this week. Okay. I'm going to start starting a whole new regimen, starting basically my pre uh, pre workout, my meal prepping, working out again, and so I want to start something you know new, fresh. You know, like I I want to read books, and basically all the books I mostly have are like martial arts or workout books or even manga. What does this have to do with football TV? Oh shoot! Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! That was too loud. That was too loud. Uh, I need you to. Uh, but you know, I just, in my mind, dude, trust me, I, I, <laughs> I'm like trying to figure. Uh, I'm trying to get into a routine, bro. I'm like, wait, I'm so, so I'm are so you watching embarrassed. TV? I can watch TV while you meet for meal prep. I mean, you probably I'm should. so embarrassed, bro. <laughs> we interrupt this program to bring you a special report. <laughs> No. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? No. Oh, man. Like, I'm turning red. I'm turning red, aren't I? I'm turning red. Spencer, just go to the interview. Just go to the interview. Just go to the interview. Smoke some, bitch. You know what, man? Oh, That's why I've been on fire since young. I've been torching, man. Switch up on your partner for a bitch. You a dirty man. When I had them beat up for you. All right, man, here we are with a different type of guest, man. I mean, we only had like two YouTubers so far whenever we do this, but this is the first time we actually have like a, a rapper. Um, so with me is, uh, Deon- is it Deontay? Dante. Dante, a.k.a. Yeah. Uh, NGU Booby, right? Right. So, you know, all right, before we get to this interview, man, Spencer thought I was going to call you Dante. Because <laughs> that's what everybody say when they first see my name. Oh, for real? Yeah, they be saying. Because I thought uh, Spencer was referring since I speak Spanish. So, like, because, you know, Dante means, you know, dumb in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So apparently he thought I was gonna butcher your name. Apparently I kind of slightly did, but I guess it's not as bad as everybody else has. Right. Yeah. But yeah, Sounds man. Good. But yeah, man. So you're actually a fan of the podcast because Spencer told us that you liked the show from like the beginning. So first of all, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. So I'm just curious, man. What what is it about the show that you like? First is uh, humor, and it's crazy that you and your best friend, y'all are still best friends to this day. Like, yeah, that's yeah. one thing. That's one thing, actually. And for y'all to go into business and do a podcast together, that's really, that's dope. That's nice right there. Yeah, man. So that was one thing. Everybody's like dumbfounded that I've known this guy since I was four years old. So Yeah, that's, <laughs> you don't see too many friendships last that long. No, nah, for real. Totally. Yeah, you're you're very right, man. I I think uh, and I think that's the reason why this podcast is so good, is just because of the fact that me and Edward have such a good uh, relationship with each other. Um, but yeah, man. So I mean, obviously, 
hopefully you, you listen to us not, not only because of our humor, but because of the soccer. So what exactly got you into soccer? So like, could it be like a game or was it like a team? Um, actually, I used to coach soccer with these little kids at this recreation center across from my house. I used to do it every summer when I was in high school. I'd go up there and help them do little drills and just just drills and we'll do games and stuff like that. And then I played for school for like a year, but that was that was about it. But it's just I'm always into sports. I'm into different sports, so I always try different things. So was that when you lived in Ohio, or was this when in Atlanta? No, this was uh, this was in Atlanta. This okay. Was in Atlanta. All right. So so that kind of goes into uh, my question. So ever since Atlanta, well, at least as far as I know, but ever since Atlanta United came to, well, I mean Atlanta, um, it was like the whole city bought into the team because I mean. Freaking Atlanta United almost fills up the whole stadium, and and kind of also like the rap culture in some way merged with uh, the soccer culture. So, is that really an accurate uh, thing to say as far as like what soccer is like in Atlanta? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't see too many rappers like kind of you know there. I I do see some, but it's not like a lot. And Atlanta has a lot of rappers, so. But actually, the culture they do intertwine pretty good, though. So. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I first saw I know Waka Flocka was like the first guy that jumped yeah. into the whole Atlanta United thing. I think I saw Little John a few times, but I mean, it just it, just, it but it seems like Atlanta definitely loves Atlanta definitely. United. Definitely, they're they're really passionate about their teams. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, won the MLS Cup, I believe, in their second season. And then obviously you had like the first picture of the MLS trophy at a strip club. So I mean, that's, that's not Atlanta. I don't yeah. know what is. Yeah, that's that, that's definitely Atlanta for you. Definitely, that's definitely. But uh, all right, so I know you're from Ohio, but you 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 mainly reside well live in Atlanta, correct? So do you correct. do you consider yourself an Atlanta rapper? I mean, yeah. you, got the, you got the dreads. Yeah, so. yeah, I am. I've been out here a majority of my life. All right, so uh, do you have like a team that you follow as far as with soccer? Is there like a, a team that you're a fan of? Um, I haven't been following like any sports lately, really. I've been focusing on the music a lot. So as far as like sports and thing, I haven't barely watched TV. But when I do, I do pay attention to Atlanta United. Okay. All right, man. So, all right, now go. Well, I mean, let's go into what you really know, and that's obviously the music side. So, what got you into music? Like, what was that moment that, like, I guess, kind of like for many people that, like, when they find their spark with soccer, how do you, where did you find that spark for for rap music? When I think I was in fifth grade, it was a while back. Me and my brother used to record on, he had the actual keyboard and we had a tape recorder. So, he would always do it. And I was his little brother. I had nothing to do. So, me following him, I just, that's what caught on to it, and that was years ago. And I just kept doing it as time went on. Yeah, talk about commitment right there. Yeah, but that, that's actually great, man. Um, so as far as like, what is your influence when it comes to to rap music? You said what is my influence? Yeah. Um. Uh, how, how would I say? Um. My influence. I mean, I want to change how the rap is being right now. Like, I don't I don't have the same sound as everybody else. I have a completely different sound, so that's going to make me stand out more. Okay, so you just went for, like, the, the different 
different message? Is that exactly what it is? Yeah, yeah, different messages. All right. So how did you and Spencer link up? Because I mean, obviously Spencer put man, it on you. That's, that that was crazy how me and him met up because I actually didn't meet Spencer. I met him through somebody else. I uh, met this dude. This dude, we used to work at Lowe's together and he told me he used to go to SAE and he said he did the mixing and mastering. And one day I finally went up there and Roosevelt came in. I don't call him Roosevelt. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I call him Bear. <laughs> I call him Bear. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody calls him Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. But um, I was in there recording and he came in and he was like... Um, yeah, I'm trying to get this Metro and Future with somebody. He just, he couldn't find nobody. And I was like, well, me being me, I was like, I don't want to step on the guy's toes I'm here with, so I'm not just going to start working with him and work with you. But I was like, I will get your number. And he played a beat. I was like, you know, I do like that beat right there. So he sent it to me. And then ever since then, it's just been <laughs> me and him going hard. And and then, I mean, I, I'll say And that was like four years ago. Spencer definitely has some talent, man. I mean, yes. I mean, you hear yes. what he does with our show, but um, definitely. And it was crazy how when I first went to his house to actually first record, he used to be, like I used to just rap a song here, make a beat to it. Like nobody has done that yet. Nobody. Really? Yeah, he definitely got some talent. Dang. So, um, so what? What's the what's the process as far as like when you when you make a song? I mean, clearly, I have no idea. <laughs> Are you talking about like in the studio or just beforehand? Because me, I write. I don't freestyle, so I write. So most of the time I have my song and well, when I record with Roosevelt, we have, he make a beat for me or he already have a beat. Most of the time I just have a song written and once I'm in the studio, it's just like all in, go all in. All right. So what's your process when whenever you create your songs? Uh, first, it starts with the hook and that's usually like the beginning of the song, the first eight bars of the song, the hook, then usually I do like a 12-bar verse and I do two verses and I have two hooks and that's about it. The songs usually be pretty short and simple. I don't try to do all that extra stuff on them. I don't like to do too much, kind of keep it simple and raw. You want to try to bring back autotune? I don't use auto-tune like that. My voice doesn't sound right with auto-tune a little bit, but my voice doesn't sound good with auto-tune. Really I feel like doesn't. it's due for a comeback, I mean. <laughs> it's just, some people use it, though. Oh, really? I, just, I mean, I use it every now and then. It's just I don't feel like it fits with my voice on certain songs. Okay, okay. So is there like a any particular rapper that you would love to collab with? Oh, it's a lot of rappers that... <laughs> It's not one particular. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh, damn. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a lot. So, like, uh, who, who was that rapper that you used to listen to back in the day? Like, back in the day, like, all the time? Well, really, me and my brother, we used to always listen to Bone Thugs Army. Okay. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. We used to listen to them a lot. And then as time got, you know, trap music came. I was listening to Gucci Mane a lot. I listened to Young T.I., Walker. Listen to all like a lot of Atlanta rappers, but I listen to everybody though. They got good music. I listen to it. Okay, yeah. I mean, obviously, Atlanta definitely has its own style, its own culture as as far yeah. as when it comes to rap music. I mean, kind of similar with Houston with Chop and Screw. Um, I mean, you, you have like DJ Screw, Screw. You have Hawk and 
and uh, UGK is usually the, yeah. what people think of when they talk about Houston. And it's kind of weird because I'm not necessarily like a, a big into chop. I mean, I can listen to Chop and Screw, but I just can't listen to it like repeatedly. Like I maybe right. like hear a song every once in a while, but then I have to like, okay, I need, I, I need something a little bit quicker pace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what majority of the songs are nowadays, quicker pace. They like fast songs. Like most of the songs nowadays are trap songs as far as rap. Most of them. Yeah, totally. I mean, because uh, I, I mean, I grew up on on West Coast rap, so Ice Cube was like mm-hmm. that, Ice Cube was my guy. Like that's my the dude I yeah. I listen to, and everybody. It's yeah. funny because like young, at least younger people now these days, they probably like, but the guy from the movies. <laughs> I actually listen to Ice Cube though. I yeah, see, man. Yeah. And uh, Ice Cube's a great one. Um, but yeah, I think um, it's crazy how the how rap has evolved over the years, and and I think it, it, you know, I think. I think with music and sports, it's all the same. You you have the old heads that like like oh back in the day, it's like it, it was better versus yeah. like I mean I'm sure when they hear trap that they don't necessarily like see yeah, a lot it. of like like the old heads they don't really feel the trap music like yeah they mm-hmm. don't don't really catch their attention because it's like I mean most of the time most of the same same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's even like with soccer now because like the game's gotten faster. It's all about mm-hmm. flair. It's all about you know. It's all about that the ch- like how to like cross somebody over, but back then yeah. it, was, it was all about throwing elbows at somebody. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it, it's crazy how we can we can look at like two different things like music and and sports and and it's still like you have like the same discussions regardless of what exactly. It right. Is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But, but that's wild, man. Um, man. It's just yeah, you got like it's crazy. Like now that I'm thinking about music, I haven't really talked about music in so long myself. I mean, me and Spencer used to talk some music back in the uh, back when we were both in the Marines. And uh, yeah, he'd been doing it for long. Yeah, I mean, he would just. I mean, he'd be making beats. Like in, I remember going to his house, and he was always in his little little room, and he was just out there making some beats, man. And yeah. And I was just like, man, I I kind of I wish I had like the talent that he has. I mean, I probably wouldn't, maybe not apply it myself. Because I mean, Spencer, Spencer's a very he's a big go getter. Uh, especially yeah. like when he wanted to come into this podcast, man, he just said that. Yeah, he's like, I got gotcha. you. And I mean, that's it, how he is. Yeah, he's a he's very he has high aspirations, and I mean, he aims high. And so like I remember when he shared he shared us about you, saying like, hey man, this guy's been listening to you, and I'm like. Damn, we got a fan. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. we were like super early. You know, we're still like kind of learning things out. I mean, still, I mean, we're still recording in in a bedroom right now. We're not even in a studio or anything hey. like that. But hey, just, I do the same thing. I record in the bedroom too. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure hey, Spencer, Spencer loves. I bet Spencer really loves that. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a little hard sometimes, but you know, no him, he, he gets it. No, completely, man. Um, so, do you have anything coming up, like as far as like music? I know you've been like um, kind of promoting a, a music video recently, right? Right, and I actually just shot one a week ago, so I have two videos coming out. And I actually see I don't just do music. I've been doing dirt bikes. I race dirt bikes too, so I'm kind of adding that in to it too. So. This is, this is where we need Edward because he's the he's the bike like he's he loves like but well, he has like a like a little crotch rocket well not a little crotch rocket but he's got a crotch rocket uh, mm-hmm. in his house. Um, I can't tell you what it is because I'm not necessarily a motorcycle mm-hmm. guy. Right. But, uh, but I mean, because um, uh, obviously we were we we called you yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, Edward's eyes like popped wide open as soon as he saw the dirt <laughs> bikes because 
Are you talking about like the old schools or like the new ones? The new ones. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, that's those. I I I can get with it. I mean, Paul. I I mean, I don't think I'm necessarily like a, a Chevy car guy. I like the yeah. Chevy trucks, but I don't think I'm mm-hmm. a Chevy car guy. So yeah, I'm totally with you with the with the Camaro. And, <laughs> And, the, and I mean, Spencer could me and Spencer could tell you straight up about how many dumb motherfuckers bought uh, Camaros in the Marine Corps. Uh, and they, they hardly make any money, and they're they're going out and buying these Camaros. Yeah, that's yeah. A lot of people do that. <laughs> I know a couple friends. Yeah, after they left high school, they some of them did that. Yeah, and it's crazy because we don't know any better. So when a car salesman like comes up to us and they they say like they're going to give us this good deal, but it's really not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Hey. It's it was this was great, man. Um, yes. So one, uh, tell us where everybody can find you, and if you want to drop it, drop when you're when these videos are dropping, go ahead. All right. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at ngububy, and my YouTube is ngububy. The videos I haven't had an actual date for them yet, so I don't know when those are gonna drop, but real soon. So coming twenty twenty one. 2021, yes. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right, man. So one, thank you for giving us some time because I, I always say this time is very valuable. That's not something that can be taken back. So whenever someone gives me time, I always want to make sure to show my appreciation for them. And mm-hmm. and, and two, thank you for being a fan, man. Uh, I mean, when, when Spencer told us that we actually had like somebody from Atlanta, I mean, just the fact that it was somebody yeah. that was outside of our circles. <laughs> well, I guess you're right. in Spencer's circle, but... Uh, but just somebody that me and Edward didn't know of, like it, that was really cool to to find out. Yes. So it happens to be a rapper. So that was pretty badass of its own right. So. Yes, and this is actually my very first podcast I did. So thank you for having. Oh uh, no problem, man. So yes. So yeah, man. Thank you so much. Go ahead. No problem. Have a good one. All right. All right. So that was the interview with NGU Booby, and like you heard. Um, okay, I just got to do what the fuck. <laughs> my, my mind went into a complete state of, I guess, tunnel vision. And I was thinking about Audible the whole time. So then I just, I, I just, mean, I mean, I'm sure we all could tell. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody's like, man, Edward really must want to try Audible. Well, yes, I do. But yeah, so, all right. So you guys already heard, uh, NGU boobies, um, three up, three down, which our topic is cars. I mean, there's one thing I can say. I think a lot of, I think at least for sure we all like cars or yeah. things that go fast. At least that. Um, but, but yeah, so, you know, NG Booby already gave you his three up, three down. And so now you're going to hear ours and we're going to start things off with Spencer and his three down starts with the 2000s VW Beetle. Ooh. Volkswagen Beetle. Didn't you, didn't you, didn't uh, your cousin had one of those? Okay, so here's a here's a little backstory. So my dad has a car selling business. I wouldn't say a car dealership because that'd be disrespectful to car dealerships. Um, but <laughs> basically, what my dad would do was um, he'd buy them, fix them. Because he, I don't know if you can say "fix" is the right word. Uh, but, <laughs> wow! Blast off! <laughs> but um, anyways, like he would sell cars. When when he was in the early stages of his, well, I don't know. I don't want to. Fitness. I don't know if I want to even call it that. Side <laughs> side hustle. Something. It's, it's something. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever my dad's doing. Anyways, um, 
you know, my my cousin, she's been she always wanted a Volkswagen Beetle. Um specifically I I guess like the 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 two thousands, I guess. Yeah, because it was that one. It wasn't a like the old school Beetle. It was actually And I really had I mean I agree with Spencer, man. These cars were fucking ugly. Now, unless it was the Volkswagen Beetle Turbo one. Yeah. Cause those I uh but I that just, was that came out in the newer model back then. Yeah, it was a newer model, but me and Spencer can speak specifically because we had this sergeant major in our unit who had this Volkswagen Beetle. And I remember, all right, so in the Marine Corps, normally you see trucks, Mustangs, Dodge Chargers, Camaros. Camaros. And that's everybody. And then, like I said, if it's not one of those three cars, then it's most likely a truck. And this is the first time, like, you know, because Sergeant Major has their own parking, like Sergeant Major, uh, commanding officer, they have like their own personal parking spots. Yeah. And I remember when he took over as Sergeant Major, and I was like, "Who the fuck parked in? Uh, who fuck? Who parked in the Sergeant Major's parking spot?" And then we saw him one day come out, and he was like, "And he, he's proud of that Beetle." <laughs> Maybe he's an old school Volkswagen fan. Maybe, but I mean, he he's like, <laughs> I, I remember one time we were like, "Nice Beetle, uh, Sergeant Major." He's like, "Man, I bet you I cannot run all of y'all with this thing." Cocky <laughs> mm. motherfucker, but I'll give it to him. It was, I mean. The turbos are pretty cool, but like like you, like you said, it's a little bit of a later model, anyways. Yeah, but yeah, the Volkswagen Beetles. It was just kind of like you, you definitely stuck out like with a, like a sore thumb when you had one of those, though, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, funny enough, my cousin Kim, the one that she got, it wasn't even a good one. Like it actually had like a ton of issues that needed to be addressed before it was even drivable. So it, that was very uh, it was very short lived. You can yeah. say you can say the least about that that experience with that one. Um, number two is four Pintos, <laughs> <laughs> and Spencer said too many lives lost. <laughs> oh shit! No shit. That is. I, mean, I gotta remember the four Pinto. I I I can I have like a vague thought of it. Ugh, it's an ugly car. No, and, and that's what I'm. I think that's why I, I've learned to like not think about them because they're so hideous. It's not. I mean, well, it, it's not. I mean, I, this is like a project car. Huh? Maybe it's just because I, I don't know something about the hatchback. Maybe. I mean, I love. Uh, <clears throat> I love um, uh, hatchbacks. Hatchbacks are like one of my things. I guess because I like imports. But it, I mean, it's not. I don't think it's necessarily the appearance of the vehicle. I think it's just necessarily because it's a screen metal death trap. I think that's what necessarily. That's what. Because I will say that's what pencils are kind of known for. It was being a screen metal death trap. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that's why. That's why he's like many lives lost. It was just a screen metal death trap, unsafe. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, and number one, any car people, any car people rise out the wrong way. So he's talking about the super beaners. Yeah, like the the stupid huge spoiler. The ones. Uh, oh, okay, let me put it this way. When, <clears throat> and then this was actually the. Do you want to? Do you want to explain rice it up? Okay, rice it up is basically when you put so many cosmetics, and it just basically it looks so tacky. Like there's one that they chrome it out. And a lot of those parts aren't even really part of the body kit itself. It's just 
you go to O'Reilly, AutoZone, whatever, and you can just buy all these little appliques that you put on the side of the car. It looks like vents, but they're nothing. They're just stickers. And mm-hmm. same thing for the hood scoop. They put a freaking hood scoop, making it look aggressive, quote unquote. Or, but it provides no, it, it provides no performance, anything whatsoever. It does not decrease in any wind resistance, whatever have you, aerodynamic. It's just literally for looks. But then there's people who also put like, okay, you drive a Toyota Corolla, which there's a lot of those. The six shift ones are fun to drive, but okay, nobody needs to know that you drive a Toyota from the front, on the rear, on the windows. When you put like decal for the Toyota, or you put the, uh, or you put the, the, the Toyota, the giant Toyota on the top of the windshield, or even a giant Toyota sticker on the side of the door, like, come on, dude, like, that's too much. That's too much. Like, it really is. And then I just, sometimes I've, I've actually noticed this. Some people on the Camrys, they'll go ahead and switch out the Toyota emblems and they'll put a Lexus emblem on there. And that mm-hmm. is, it, it, you just don't. You just don't. Come on. Like, you, you have to know the limit. You can't. That's overriced. That's really overriced. Um, same thing with Hondas and Acuras. You know, people will buy an Acura and it's a van or like the MDX, like those, those are nice looking cars. But if you take off the Acura and you put a Honda on it, I mean, come on, dude. Like everybody knows it's an Acura <laughs> or, or when they, or when they try to like take out the Acura letters and they will try it and see if they can find like some, Okay, let me put it this way. They didn't even look for the Honda emblem, the original one. They'll go ahead and find the letters that spell out Honda. Doesn't look like a Honda lettering. And they'll just put it on there and say Honda. Or, come on. Like, no. No. Muy malo. No, no, no. All right, man. So what is... Well, to reiterate Spencer's bottom three, it is... At number three is the 2000 Volkswagen Beetle, four Pintos, and anything that people write out the wrong way. Okay. So, Edward, you want to go first? Yeah. All right. So, my, I guess, the worst one? Yeah, the bottom three. Bottom three? All right. So, back in the 88, they created a not all-wheel drive, but all-wheel steering Honda Prelude. Oh. Yeah. So... Those, you couldn't really hit, a, I guess you could say, maybe the, uh, the, the steering axles would, would, uh, they would basically contour inside. So basically when you were turning and you were turning right, both the wheels would turn that way. So it was just, it just kind of, it was wonky in a way. Um, so to me, that's, that's one thing. And I read about it. I've never, I haven't really driven it, but it just doesn't sound like a good concept to me in my, in my mind. Like, I'm just like, all wheel steering. I've heard of all wheel drive, but all wheel steering doesn't sound like a safe concept. Um, mind you, there's a lot of people who love that body style. I personally don't. I have anything. I love the, the 2000s, 99 Honda Preludes. Like, they had a better, uh, body style. And, uh, uh, so I've just been, I've just been, that's been one of those cars where I'm like, I, it's kind of sad to see, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm a, I love, I'm a big Honda fan. You know that. And, um, but yeah, I can't, I can't do that. That 88, uh, Honda Prelude, that kind of model. That's my number three. 
Number two, um, <laughs> okay, so I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. It's a nice car. It's a nice car, but the new Supra, I, I, I just can't. It's just a BMW. It's a BMW Z4. It literally is the same engine. It's got BMW parts. I'm sorry. I'm putting it out there. There's, I'm not hating on it. Again, I'm not hating on it. It's a nice car. I just, I don't like this whole hybrid concept of, uh, creating one car with a different company. Like, you know, I, I, I the, the, the 96 Supra, 99 Supra, those were the bomb. Even the, the 91s, like the earlier body styles. That was the bomb. I was all, I was so in love with that when I first saw it in Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. bro. And then Need for Speed, when you get to drive it on underground and you got to soup it up and everything, ugh, dude, honestly, it was nice. Uh, I remember creating it on Need for Speed Underground. It was all white on white and key wheels. And, uh, so I was just like, man, it just looked clean. It looked stock, but I always kept, that's the thing. I always kept it stock looking, but I always souped out. Everything, engine, turbo, everything, suspension. But uh, the new one, it, it's it's very expensive. Um, but I just can't, I can't deal with that. Like with it being partnered with BMW, mind you, I I love BMW. Um, BMW does create some really amazing cars. Um, I just, but no, it's not, it's not for me. Uh, I just, I can't deal with that new Supra. I mean, I know if you've seen it and it's just, I, I don't know if you like it or not, but honestly, that's might be my, my, and it's ironic because everybody's like so in love with it. I, I can't, I'm not a big, uh, fan of it. And this is coming from a guy who literally works with Toyota and just, you know, he, I see that car on a daily almost and it's just kind of, it looks nice, but it's like knowing what's under the hood and knowing like the parts, I guess, is just, it kind of gets to me. Oh, so, totally. yeah. Totally. And my number one. Did you even say number two? That was my number two. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a long rant that I was like, I know, man. I know, bro. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, my number one is, okay. <clears throat> I may be getting pay for this one as well. Because I know there's fans out there for it. Um, the Ford Bronco. Dang! Wait, the new one? The old one? The old one? I mean, I mean, it, it it was nice. I just always I I had my dad had a friend who had it long time ago, and I was a kid. It was I felt cramped up in it, and I was a kid. Dang! So I I, I didn't like how it rode either. Yeah, maybe he had like off-road tires and the off-road suspension back in the day. This was like back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So, and um, I rode it. I mean, I've seen a lot of new, the older models fixed up now. But maybe my experience from then just kind of turned me off of it. Because the new one looks really luxurious looking, really nice. But uh, I'm going off of those, the older models, the 90s. Um, it just, it, it, it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't sit well with me. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it is just kind of bad, but that yeah, those are my bottom three. Um, the so re- reiterate the, the basically the eighty-eight four-wheel steering, not four-wheel drive, four-wheel steering Honda Prelude. Uh, the new Supra that's out now, 
and the older 90s uh, Ford Bronco. So, okay. All right, I'm, I mean, I'm all over the place. No, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's your opinion. That's why it's the bottom three. It's your, it's your bottom three. All right, man. Number three, Jeep Wrangler. And it's not so much the, the car. You, okay, I was expecting a lot of hate on mine. You're going to get a lot of hate on I yours. Know, I, know, I, know, I know. Especially because I have a lot of friends that own, that, that love Jeeps. But it's not so much the vehicle itself. I, I think they're fun. I think they're fun to have. I think it's like, especially if you go off roading and actually, well, use it for what it's meant to be used. Yeah. But there's people that don't use it for what they're meant they to They just do. have a giant tank looking thing. It, like, it, it's like it's like if you live in the city and you have a Jeep, like what the fuck are you using it for? Like it's not necessarily a great storage. It's not great for storage if you're looking to like load like groceries in it or anything like that. Like there's no real benefit unless you're outdoors. Is that, like that's what I see it as. Mm-hmm. But then also the people that own Jeeps tend to be a little bit douchey to me. So you're looking at the practicality, practicality, and then also like the the, the real Jeep people. They just they come off as a little bit maybe not douchey but snobbish, mm. especially because they're the ones that also are using a jeep in the city. <laughs> oh, I um okay. Like, look at me, I'm outdoorsy, but I'm really not. <laughs> I've never been camping. Yeah, this is, this is, this is, this is, those are the ones I hate. <laughs> okay, so you hate that specific jeep those, that is the, owned the, by those people there we go okay now if you're now you're if you're living in malibu and you got a jeep because you're about to go you know crush some waves i mean you're cool like <laughs> you're that's a jeep that's a jeep person right that's a jeep person oh or man. you're about to go camp you're about to go camping that's a jeep person you're about to go down to to walgreens no <laughs> yeah yeah but um, like, be practical about it. That's what that's that's the only thing with the jeep. Like, I see the, what what jeeps are fun for. Yeah, it's like, are you gonna be driving down the street with a dirt bike? Okay, maybe you would be, but I mean, uh, I was like thinking you, about would, that because I'm you, like, I've done but it wouldn't before. you prefer to go off roading with it though? Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, well, that's the thing. It depends on the dirt bike because if it's a 750, uh, that'd be too heavy. But if it's like a, maybe, but you're not gonna use a dirt bike as like an everyday mode of transportation. That's like to go out and have fun. Well, like I said, if it's a 750, it could be actually everyday kind of use. Okay, if it's not a 750. Okay, no. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> All right, so number three is is the Jeep specifically for the snobby Jeep people. Not necessarily we'll, like... We'll the, just call it a snobby Jeep. The snobby Jeep. There we go. Jeep Wrangler, all right. So number two. Number two is the Nissan Cube. Oh yeah, the, it is. There is nothing aesthetically. Oh, man. The window setup is kind of like, bro. I would hate to have to replace that. Window. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just yeah, I remember. That. Yeah, that does not look nice. It's just like, who thought this was a good idea? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so Nissan Cube. I mean, just out of pure aesthetics, this is the reason why. I, like, it's just like, oh my god, no. And then my number one is actually the Pontiac Aztec. Oh yeah, that was a that was a bust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that <laughs> was, was a bust. It was such a bust, and it, I, I I think it's also because I'm not really a Pontiac guy. Yeah, I mean the Trans Ams and the and the and the Firebirds are cool, but it's like uh, I'm just not really a Pontiac person. I don't necessarily, and I mean I don't even think Pontiac is a thing anymore. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's not. I think GM disbanded that. Mm-hmm. And that's probably also the other thing is, okay, so I drive a Chrysler 300, but I'm not necessarily a GM guy. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, so and that probably also the fact that I'm not really a GM person, but like I said, I own a Chrysler 300, but that's not the point. Well, the Pontiac Vibe, I was going to tell you, I don't know if you remember that one, the Pontiac Vibe, that one is actually technically a Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that one, I guess you could say that's probably one of the decent ones. It was just the only thing that was different was the badge. And of course, the, the outer parts, the body parts, but the engine was basically all Toyota. <clears throat> no, yeah. No, yeah. And I mean, kind of like going back, I don't know what it is. Something about like the hatchbacks is just, hmm. I don't know what it what, what is. What is it about a hatchback? Dude, it looks nice. This is what I'm like saying, but I'm like, I don't know what it is, but it just, it just look, it just look nice. Like, yeah, but the Aztec is not a hatchback. I think no, it was like no. a, I think it was like a polygon of a geometry it, it was like a, that you had to do. I don't even think it's like a vehicle that just didn't know what it was. It, it looked like it wanted to be a van, but it was too cubicle. But it also wanted to be sporty, but it had like a trapezoidal roof thing. I was like, bro, that, that the, the shape of it is so weird. I was like, it was just odd. So I, I can I can agree with you on that one. All right, so. All right, now the three up. So the suspensors three up. So Aston Martin DB uh, DB <laughs> wow. Aston Martin DB seven. That's a James Bond car. Nice. Yep. I think they're at the DB nine now. If I'm not mistaken, maybe I'm wrong. But DB seven, uh, I believe, was back in the early two thousands, later two thousand, like maybe oh seven, oh nine, twelve, maybe. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but yeah, so. Uh, it was basically like James Bond's car, like or or even um, uh, damn it, he was a uh, Johnny English. Uh, yeah, Johnny English. Um, but there's just something about it, an Aston Martin, man. It's just well, the thing is, the Aston Martin, it just looks so nice. It's a luxury and, car, and, and, and it has the freaking oomph. It has that torque. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's very spacious for a two door. So it's a uh, it's really nice. Um, I can see why he likes it. Uh, it uh, if I'm not mistaken, is a uh, uh, it just it just really ha- it's really eye opening. It's really an eye catcher. Like you just basically look at it when it's going down the street, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All oh, right. Shit, spins. All right. So number two, any spacious four by four truck. I'm dreaming of a 2500 or better diesel one day. Damn. I mean, he's from Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> right. Straight up country right there. The, the, the Cummings, maybe? From maybe from back in the day? Not not, not right 2500? now. 2500? Yeah. Because uh, uh, right now, uh, Nissan has the rights to the Cummings engine right now. Yeah, Nissan has it. So um, Dodge basically kind of had to let go. Ram kind of had to let go. So... Um, but uh, I mean, back. In, I mean, if you can find one and it's not completely worn out, you know, shit, go for it, Spence. I'm sure Spence will do it, man. He, he definitely, and like I said, like Spencer, <clears throat> the, definitely does love working working on cars. So yeah, we were talking about bikes the other day. Shit, was yeah. bad. All right, and his number one is a '71 split bumper Chevy Camarillo with a lot of modifications. I haven't personally seen that one. Um, 
But if he says a lot of modifications, that must mean that he must be probably doing either an engine swap or maybe even changing out the body kit, body style on it. Um, not even an engine swap, but like just a whole must be maybe it's a specific one that he's seen. So I don't know. I've not, I've not, uh, have you looking enough for it right now? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Cause I personally don't know which one it is. <clears throat> Camarillo. Is he trying to, is he referring to the Camaro? Camarillo? Maybe. Camarillo. No, that's it. Camarillo. Yeah. I don't know why it keeps giving me Camaros, but. No, okay. <laughs> All right then. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think whenever you, if you have a chance to get a classic, you know, you take it. <laughs> yeah. You you can't um, <clears throat> when you, yeah you have a chance for that. I'm pretty sure there's a yeah, lot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the. I think he's referring to the Camaros. Yeah, well the thing is, um, uh, apparently like it's a Camarillo Camaro, mm-hmm. like you know. So if I'm not assuming, what year these are? Seventy one. Seventy one. Oh, so he must want like oh seventy one. Yeah. I know what he's talking about now. Shoot. He he probably wants like this. Here. It's a lot of dead air right now. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, okay. Okay, so rephrase his uh, top three. So his top three is the number three is Aston Martin DB7. I think the, the why I kept messing up with the DB is because I keep thinking you know, DBZ. Like, oh, that's okay. what I would want. Like, I guess, like, muscle memory makes me want to say that. Yeah. Um, number two, any spacious 4x4 truck. I'm dreaming of a 2500 or better diesel one day. And a 71 split bumper Chevy Camarillo with a lot of modifications. All right. Yeah, I, I know what he's talking about. Um, all right. That sounds badass. So, I guess here I go with mine. You know, my top, okay, so my top three, <clears throat> and I'm going to be very, you know, like, uh, um, I have to say it's going to be, uh, this is actually hard, the BMW M3 back in the, from 02 to 04, I believe, the E46 engine, mm-hmm. E36, I can't, but yeah, the, the BMW basically, let's put it this way, the one that was on Need for Speed, Most Wanted. Okay. Uh, so that one, I just and as a stick shift, you know, not no not not freaking CVT transmission. No, I'm straight up stick, straight up stick shift. I just I, I I was like, no, I was like, I want that one. Yeah, it's the E46 BMW M3 GTR. That one. Ooh, if you try to find it now, holy fuck, that shit. It's like buying a whole brand new M5 now. I think, like mm-hmm. if you if you want to spring for it, but that this, I just that was an absolutely amazing car. I, I wish I could somehow get my hands on it, but you know, things happen. But hey, I could, you never know. It's never too late. Uh, my number two, like I said, like the '99 Toyota Supra, the turbo, uh, the two JZ engine. So GTE, so you know, I, I want that. Um, 
<clears throat> and my number one is the 01 Skyline, the, the Nissan Skyline, the V-Spec, the, ooh, the, the one from Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm-hmm. Oh, that thing's sexy. Or even, or even the would, one that was you, later. Would you want it the, the driver's side to be on the right? No. 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 God, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't, no, you can't fuck with that. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I, I'll be happy driving stick shift on the left hand side. Screw that. Like, like I'll have the stick shift on my left hand and steering wheel on the right. Stick to the original. Oh, yeah. You can't go. You can't fuck with that. That's why I think that's probably why I can't. Well, I, mean, I was gonna ask if you if you're gonna stay if you're gonna be on the right side. That's what I meant. Like, yeah, but like I, I, that's probably why I can't get into the newer the newer ones, the Godzillas, the it's just, it's just not it's, just it's, not, it's, it's not the same. No. Uh, the shifting's over here on the paddles. It's not even on. The, so yeah, I can't I, I can't get into it. It's a nice car. It's a beautiful car, but it's just not. It's not. It's not for me. So yeah. So to reiter, reiterate. BMW M3 GTR, the E46. Uh, that's my number three. Number two, the Supra 2JZ GTE, the 99 model, the big wide body with the long tail lights, and with that big, well, not the big big spoiler, but like you know, decent size spoiler. And then number one, the Nissan Skyline GTR. Okay. So the Nissan Skyline GTR, about the 01 model. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so for my number three, all right, well, ever you know this for sure. You know I'm a beach bum. Yep. Like I love, I love the beach, and honestly, if it, if it was up to me, I live near a beach. Yep. And this is why I bring up this card. It is the uh, for number three. It is a 1974 Bronco. <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't. Push any buttons when I said mine. <clears throat> I mean, I, no, I get it because no, I understood your situation, but like once again. I kind of have the argument for the. I know, I know I just like bash people for Jeeps, but like, like ideally for me, and this is the only way I would ever get a, a, a Ford Bronco would be because I live in the beach. Like that's my 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 only reason I would do that because you know, especially because I would definitely have the top off. Like yeah, you know, just cruising around, go to the beach and all that stuff. Like that. That's literally what I. In, in some sense, I am kind of a Cali bro. Because of my love for the beach, yeah, maybe that's that's the the one thing that makes me Californian. But yeah, that, something about the Ford Bronco, and I think it's like specifically with a color. I would definitely say with like a powder blue, and just cruising down the beach with with a powder blue like 1974 Bronco. I just think is is nice. It's sleek. Gives you that. It just gives you that Cali vibe. So I mean, that's the reason why I say the Ford Bronco. Um, number two. And it, it, this is probably a little like it's something that I mean I don't think many people think of, but a 1968 uh, Nova, uh, Chevy Nova. Okay. And I think is is mainly one of those. Um, the reason why I say it is because like it, you know, it looks like a traditional American muscle car kind of one of those things. I actually grew up in one. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. But it's also one of those things where I don't think it's like, cause when you think of like the old school cars, you think of the Camaros, you think of the Mustangs, it, you don't see many Novas, or at least, and if you do see if it, you do see it, that thing's a tank. Yeah. So I think it, it'll be, it's just something different. It's still a classic. I think that there's still an appreciation for it. Yeah. But it, it you know, it's just, it will be different. And then, uh, number one for me and, uh, 
This is this is the the Texan. Now the Texan comes out, and, and that is a Ford Raptor. <laughs> All right. I mean, they look nice. <clears throat> so, but it wouldn't that be the controversy? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be controversial or hypocritical? Well, not hypocritical, but controversial because like Ford Raptor technically is built for off road. That's true. But once again, I think beach vibes. <laughs> All right, all right. Beach vibes, all right. beach vibes. Uh, but some honorable mentions, I think. I, I don't know what it was about these cars, but I, I, I just like them. Ugh, excuse me. I don't know what it is. Maybe it was just kind of like the vibe that I got from these, the, their ads and all that. But I love the Scion TC. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it was. It wasn't like it's like anything. It's it maybe like the shark looking thing, like the shark fin, maybe. How it looked. It could have been that, but this was like, I guess, like Toyota's performance brand, right? That's what essentially what the Scion was going to be. Yeah. Um, which I don't know how the, the X, the Scion, uh, was it XB? Yeah, the XB. Well, it was, a uh, yeah, the XB, the first generation was like the toaster. That's what they called it. And then the second generation was the, the one later model, I believe. Oh, the no, XA? No, XB. It was XB. still the XB. XA was a different car. Yeah. But yeah, the Scion TC, I don't know. As soon as I saw the car, I was like, man, these things are pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, I, I feel like that's an honorable mention for me. What, what would you say is an honorable mention for yourself? Um, <clears throat> um, uh, for me, it's going to be one that everybody pretty much enjoys, whether it's a hatchback or a coupe or even a four-door, the Honda Civic. That's true. It is crazy because I remember... You've always kind of been a Honda guy. Yeah. I mean, you got a Honda motorcycle. <laughs> and then in high school, your first car was a Honda Accord. Yeah. And I still have a Honda Accord. Just, yeah. you know, later. later now you finally have it. But it's, it's a stick shift. It's a stick shift. Because I remember the one you had was an automatic. Yeah. Which, I mean, you didn't hate it, but you, you, I, I just could, wanted I, to stick shift. But I could, especially because you were the one, you would go to the, you would change gears. Oh, God. <laughs> I would change gears like if it was my dad's truck and I'm over here trying to change gears. And I'm like, why is it not shifting? And I'm looking for the clutch. And I'm like, I don't see the clutch. What's, what's going on? And I was like, ah, oh, crap. This is what... Well, because when my cousin taught me how to drive, it was in a giant GMC. Uh, it was a Sierra, but it was like one of those older Sierras, like a 92. Man, that thing bounced. Like, it was hard. The clutch was really freaking hard. So, no, I yeah. bet. Yeah. But yeah, man. So those are, those are our three up, three down. But yeah, so that's the show. Um, I want to give a shout out to Unhinged Sports Network. You can catch us on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central Time. Um, so, so this is how we're actually doing things now. So we're actually going to drop the, well, we'll Unhinged, Unhinged will be dropping the premiere episode on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central Time. And then immediately after the show on Unhinged, we will be available on all listening platforms, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts. So just so you guys know. And mainly it's just so we can get y'all to listen to Unhinged Sports Network. That's kind of our goal for it. So you yeah, know. check them out. Like They got a lot of good content. So yeah, go, so you can check them out at unhingedsn.com or you can follow, and as well, you can follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. Um, so that way you can make sure you follow them because they'll let you know what is playing at that exact moment. And obviously, once you see that Insert Name FC is, is live, go ahead and, and click on it and start listening to us. Because obviously, also not only are we trying to help promote Network Unhinged, I mean Unhinged Sports Network, um, but you know we want to we want to get our our listenership up in that as well. 
Um, and obviously, with our listenership going up, it helps them as well. So, yes. So check us out. All right. And also, shout out to Alejandro Gomez, the creator of the Insert Name FC logo. Hey, hey. Um, you can follow her on Instagram at Alagomez Graphics. Once again, it's at Alagomez Graphics. If you guys are looking to make, maybe you guys want a logo or maybe you guys need something to be uh, edited up like a graphic in some way for your for your business or maybe just for yourself, well, hit her up. She'll take good care of you. Like I said, she's made a great, she made the logo for us. We love the logo. And then she made yes. a really cool graphic for us. Yeah. Um, so I love it. she's the best. No, I love her. I mean, uh, what? <laughs> no one, no one can tell us otherwise. She's the best. And of course, shout out to this person, our Chick Fil A Player of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off the rear round on right foot spins. Roosevelt Spencer, which was funny how me and and and, uh, and Dante we uh, we were talking about how <laughs> how we've never called Spencer Roosevelt ever. I mean, as of right now, I'm calling him Spencer right now because. I'm feel, so you feel weird, don't I'm you? So, I feel weird calling him Roosevelt. I'm, I don't know how Spencer feels about calling me Hector. <laughs> it's just funny to think about that. Yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, obviously, he's the producer of this show. He's the reason why we sound the way we sound. But not only that, but he's the guy that makes our beats and also has become a karaoke expert in in our in our bets. So, so um, make sure you guys follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Um, once again, it's at that guy. Dope, man. If you guys are looking to do some sort of collaboration, maybe you guys are an up and coming rapper, or maybe you like the way he makes these beats, and maybe you guys want an original Spencer beat. Well, hit him up and, you know, get the, get the, get things going. Once again, that Instagram is at that guy. Dope. So yeah, man. Episode 20, man. That. Shit, man! I That's never... a milestone in itself. Yeah, it's a milestone in itself. We went, we got, we got through twenty twenty one. Two oh, ironically, we finished the twenty with. And now this is episode twenty. So, this is actually it, it, it's not our first episode on twenty 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 one. But you know, I feel like it's one of the most meaningful ones because you know I'm not doing it through Zoom. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Everything's good right now. Um, but also, I would like to. We got a little bit of time. Um, I would like to, you know, wish my condolences and my prayers to my good friend Johnny, who lost his dad to COVID yesterday uh, in the morning because uh, he was in the ventilator and everything, and he just couldn't make it anymore. So, yeah, my person, he's a, he's a real good friend, but yeah, I mean, his dad's in a better place now. He doesn't have to suffer anymore with this bullshit as COVID. So that's why I say a big fuck you to Corona to COVID. Yeah, honestly, man, fuck COVID. But um, but yeah, so thanks for listening. Catch us on next week, which I don't want to say anything to anything yet, but we got a big interview for next week. Yeah, um, super excited about it. Surprised we even got this interview, but here we are, and, and you'll hear it next week, man. So I'm, I can't wait for you guys to to hear who we're interviewing because I don't want to give up too much yet. Or and maybe maybe things end up not working out, and then I just look like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you can interview me. Technically, this is an interview, which. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So thanks for listening. Catch us next week. All right, take it easy, guys. Me and mine, me just making moves out through the.
south side A lot of soldiers from the south side Resting in the sky On the south side I really had to get it out the mud A lot of rockies South really kicking through some dust Used to have a lot of friends Till they started switching up On the south again Careful jumbo just don't eat your wounds Don't everything I got I bust my ass for Ain't no hand down hand Just don't fall on me Lethal I'm too young to get gunned down Outside, my nigga been murdered, yeah. Hey, I've been hearing, 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 ain't never heard of ya. I've been on the south side since I was five years old, yeah. I'm from Dayton, but the south where I first built. I'm on Rags, Rovers, Mad, yeah. That's my fucking road. I did a lot of shit on the south that I can't go back on. Niggas used to think it's sweet till they got punched in their nose. Yeah, I keep that glizzy on me. I don't care about no Pokemon. Around the city, smoking that with my eyes on the I'm the trending topic. I know that these niggas got no more. Me and my niggas making moves out through the south side. A lot of soldiers from the south side, resting in the sky. On the south side, I really had to get it out the mud. A lot of niggas on the south really think that they some thugs. Used to have a lot of friends till they started switching up. On the south again, careful, don't go, just don't eat you up. Everything I got, I bust my ass for, ain't no handouts It's for pop on me, lethal, I'm too young to get gunned down Don't you mean a lot to me, don't you ever try to plot on me Finally right beside me, and they ready to catch a body Find this shit, I won't speak on, so don't you ever doubt me But I would do things in this you always get to wild I'm doing what they said I can't, I know my mama proud of me Making major moves, nigga, ain't no fucking stopping me South side, a lot of soldiers from the south side resting in the sky. On the south side, I really had to get it out the mud. A lot of niggas on the south really think that they some thugs. Used to have a lot of friends till they started switching up. On the south again, careful, them vultures gon' eat you up. Everything I got, I bust my ass for, ain't no handout. This four five on me, lethal, I'm too lucky. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 